This episode is brought to you by JList.com. On JList.com, you can shop from a constantly evolving catalog of anime toys and books, Japanese snacks, anime computer games, and so much more. Support this podcast and visit JList.com for all of your anime shopping needs. I want you to look at this list of anime that Millie Pensy has done and tell me which one doesn't belong on this list. <laughs> no, 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 wait, no, don't, don't laugh. Just take a look. Tons of TQ stuff. Okay. Wake Up Girls. Ta- Takamiya, Masanodes, and then so you got like it is all little Lolicon, Lolicon, Moe, 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 Lolicon, Wake Up Girls, Wake Up Girls Two, Moe, Moe, Lolicon, and then Berserk and then Guts. <laughs> that's amazing, and that's all they've done. That's this is the entire list. You are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. Welcome to the 330th episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Wherever you're listening from, whatever you're doing, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. Gracias. I'm your host, Mitsugi, and I am joined by the only other man that we have who is a co-host on the show, and that's Cosmo. Bienvenido, mis amigos. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say every Spanish term I know. <laughs> What's oi, up, guys? no bacallaro. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you doing, dumbass? Oh, I was like, I don't know what you just said. What's uh, up, everybody? It's gonna be back. We've so, had a, we've uh, had a lot of these 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 dual manly podcast yeah, episodes because the women keep abandoning us. Yeah, story of my life. Us to do it all alone. <laughs> so, of course, you can find us on our website if you haven't checked out the site yet. It's fairly new still. Chuck me, Chuck. You just made it. It's aaapodcast.com. So please check us out on there. Uh, we're very proud of the sort of like website kingdom kingdom that we've created on the on our website, so it looks pretty nice and things are going well. So check it out. We're also on iTunes. You can leave us a five star review and we will read it on the podcast. We shall. We shall. And of course, you can find us on various social medias. We're on Facebook and Twitter. We're also on Google Play now, so you can get us on Google Play. So if you're if you're an Android user, I imagine that's yep your preferred method. That's the method I use. Is it really? Yes, I just head over to the Google Play Music section nice. and select the uh, podcast button. Nice. There you go. So if you want to tweet Kazuo, it's at AAA Kazuo. That's K A Z U O, ladies. To send him <laughs> send him photos of your cats. He'll love it. Yes, please. So we have we have a ridiculously packed episode today on the podcast. We have sort of two topics, a smaller topic and then a like, you know, our real topic. And that is, we're going to talk a little bit about Brexit and how it's impacting the Japanese economy, a topic that I know a little bit about, so I can sort of opine on that a little. And then we're going to do our summer 2016 anime selections, the preview or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you were struggling with that one for a second. And then the we, uh, picks or something. The, some kind of thing. <laughs> and, then, and then last but not least, our review for today is we are going to do a review on Bubuki Buranki. I don't. Does that oh, have an English title? It 
No, it doesn't. However, it does have an abbreviation, which I know you love when it comes to anime. It's not even a long it's, title. I believe the abbreviation is BBK, like BRK or something Why like that. Why are we so goddamn lazy? I don't know. Good I don't think Lord. it's I don't think it's the westerners that come up with it. I'm pretty sure it's it's the Japanese that it's come up with it. It's definitely that. It's definitely us. Yeah. Probably. It's, a, it's definitely us. Is it it's specifically us here? Yeah, because Konosuba means nothing in Japanese. True. It's, it, it's nonsense. It means nothing. That's a good point. Okay, so that's my opinion. I could be wrong. We have no trivia because I forgot to update the docs. So we're going to jump right over that into the in-show trivia question. I'm moving kind of fast because we are packed. Packed today. Stuffed. We're stuffed. We're going to stuff it. In our hentai episode, which we'll, we, we will <laughs> record after the regular podcast episode, you can get our hentai episodes on our website, aaapodcast.com. Uh, okay, so the initial <laughs> trivia question is, and you may know this one, Kazuo. Okay. Uh, in the from the we all we all remember the name Chi from Chobits. Yes. But do you remember the name of Hideki's smaller mobile Persicom? Oh my god! Um, I give you a clue. She was pink, and real tiny. Okay, God, I don't remember her name though. Okay. Well, you know how long it's I been. Remember, I know her name. You would. Okay, so Brexit. This last week there was an explosion on the news. Across the world, because Great Britain left the European Union. Yes. Which was definitely a surprise. I don't think people were expecting it. And so, what is what is the situation with Brexit? So, the European Union is, is a sort of trade block made up of 28 nations that was founded after World War II. Mm-hmm. In order to try to prevent fur, f- uh, further wars from happening, because we had World War One, then and then they went, and then there was like World War Two right after that. Right. So in order to, in order to to prevent a World War Three, they decided to create this like open trading relationship with each other to sort of d- deter nations from blowing up other countries that they were that were you know helping to buoy their economy through trade. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, so you could you can call it an alliance between European nations that to foster trade. That's sort of the summary. Um, but uh, Britain this last week voted to leave the European Union, which, as I said, was a was a surprise. I think it passed for fifty two percent to forty eight percent. When they have a big referendum like this in Britain, all the every single person in the country gets to vote on whether or not to do it, which I think is cool. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, that's true democracy to have. I mean. Um, a lot of people think that we in, we in America have a democracy, but it's actually not. It's a um, I forget the term for it, but it's a super delegateocracy. No, no, that's not what it is. It's a uh, crap. Somebody in the chat will help me out here, but there's an actual term for it. It's basically when you elect officials who then vote on things to pass or not to pass. Um, but yeah, to do something like what they did with this is is actually a true democracy where everybody gets a, a vote. So there are two reasons why, in general, why why people would have voted to, to leave the EU. The first one is. A lot of people in Britain have a very strong sense sense of nationality. This is they're very nationalistic. They love their country, and they, from what I was from what I was reading, are a little bit sick and tired of some of the bullshit laws that the European Union imposes upon its member nations. Mm-hmm. There's like dumb things, like like you can't throw out a tea bag, like dumb dumb shit, like things things that don't matter. They're just inconvenient. People. Wait, hold on, you can't. If you look it up, there's if you look it up, there's a guy who's there's a quote from a man who's who's discussing this, and there's like all these really random tiny little things that make no sense that the European Union was forcing Britain to do, and but but the bigger one, and a lot of people were pissed about this, is that 
basically, it passed because Britain is tired of people flooding into their country to seek refuge from other countries with failing economies. Okay. So you've heard that like Italy and Greece are both in the tank. Yeah, and they have been for some time. Poland, also not doing too well. And the people who live in these countries, they're, they're flocking to other, na- to other neighboring countries that, where, where they can seek better jobs and stuff like that. And it's a very like, xenophobic mindset, perhaps, but people in Great Britain, I guess, are tired of having so many refugees and immigrants coming in from other countries, and so they voted to... Because as part of the EU, I think they have to allow free, free or open borders. Yeah, exactly. And so because they left the EU, they can now turn away all of those people. Right. So that's why they decided to leave. So why which is, is which is an interesting choice, and I believe many would say a very short-sighted choice because that's no doubt going to affect their trade greatly, um, and in in the not so long term tank their market, which I think it's already starting to do. Well, we will we will find out. Um, actually, there are some negative impact. We're not going to I'm not going to discuss this, but there are definitely some negative s- circumstances from allowing so many like random people to flood into your country. Oh, certainly. So basically, I was talking on the phone earlier today, and I said that I couldn't really fully blame Britain because it's sort of a sort of a case where you're being pulled down with the other countries. And yeah. now I know that there's like a whole. It's going to cause all kinds of problems, and we're going to talk about that right now. So either way, it's really not good. But so why is this why is this bad for Japan? Well, the minute that the minute that something goes bad in a currency market or a commodities market, whether it's like gold or oil or the dollar or whatever it is, people pull their money out of that and put it into other places. Right. They pull their money out of the, out of places of danger and put it into like havens. Where like if 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 there's a if you have some reason to believe that the price of gold is going to plummet, you pull your money out of gold and you put it in oil or something. Yeah. Well, in this case, people put people had been betting big time that that Britain was going to vote to stay in the EU. So it was a big surprise to investors when they didn't vote for that, and so people took their money out of the out of the British pound and they put it into the yen. And other Ooh. currencies, and the yen is that's a, not a good place to put it. The yen is a currency that has historically been sort of a place of safety for investors. Okay, because it's 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 stable. Is it though? It is. It's stable. I yeah. mean, from discussions that we've had before, it's pretty much constantly declining. Japan's economy is in the shit, but yeah. their currency is pretty stable. Interesting. Um. So. Because of this, the because so many people are were putting their money into the yen, the the yen drastically started to appreciate. It went up like eight eight percent against the pound, eight percent against the British pound, and I think five percent against the dollar, making it much stronger. And this goes directly against what what Prime Minister Abe has been trying to doing with his Abenomics, which was he's been trying to devalue the yen mm-hmm. because. Which is smart to do, but this is just another crushing blow to Abe's policy. Poor um, guy can't catch a break. In terms, uh, Jeffrey Jeffrey Kingston, director of Asia Studies at Temple University, said, in terms of Abenomics, it was already dead in the water. This will certainly sink it a bit further. Because Japan wants their currency to be very weak because they're mostly an export-based economy. Mm-hmm. And, when they're, and when the yen is cheap... It makes their goods cheaper for other countries. Right. When they're when the yen is strong like it is right now, it makes their goods very expensive to for other countries to buy because because of the currency exchange rate. And so it, this is this Brexit is going to damage Japanese exports. That's the sum that's the summary. 
Okay. And when you have a, and when you have Japanese country companies that are operating in foreign countries that have to convert their money back into yen, that is literally it's like it's like taking another five to ten percent out of the company's pocket. So if you have a company that basically makes like a five percent margin, when the yen appreciates by five percent against the dollar, they lose that money when they exchange back to yen. Right. So it's very very damaging currency exchange risk for companies that operate in foreign countries and including like um the the japanese government and japanese com- companies had invested something like a hundred billion dollars and over a thousand companies provide were, were providing 140,000 jobs in great britain well those are all ju- those those are a hundred thousand j- japanese companies that may have to pull out of britain now because they can't afford to operate in a place with such uh, currency risk so this is a big, big problem for Japan, and it's already been noticed. Um, Finance Minister Aso from Japan said, We are very concerned about the risks this will have on the world economy, finance, currency markets, and other areas. Also told reporters, in the foreign exchange market, we are seeing some very nervous moves. And so that these kinds of moves don't continue, we are watching it with a sense of concern that is higher than before, and we will respond it properly if needed. So... Just like after the uh, the tsunami and the earthquake back in 2011, mm-hmm. the Japanese government stepped in and sort of balanced out the value of the yen, and they can do that by 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 selling a lot of their yen, which which weak which makes the value go down. Okay, explain because I know nothing about this. What do you mean by selling their yen? When when you company. Every government in the world holds holds like a treasury that has lots of different currencies from around the world in it. Okay. And when you buy or sell a currency, it makes the value of the currency go up or down. Interesting. When you sell the currency, you flood the market with availability for it. Like the supply goes way up. It's supply and demand, right? Right, yeah. So it so sounds it, kind of like a so like a, almost a cheating way to do it. It is, but it's just a way to control the currency. So people are taking their money out of the pound and they're buying yen. Okay. And that lowers the the supply of the yen because now people own a lot of it, right? Which makes the value go up. It's 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 scarcity, right? Yeah. Well, in order to balance that, Japan takes their yen and they sell a shitload of it to to you know create more supply in the market, which makes the value go back down. Mm. And then it's the same thing they did after the tsunami happened. But when something like this happens, like like the Japanese stock market dropped eight percent in one day, which was the the largest single drop that they had had in 16 years. Wow. And that's and that's the kind of impact that people expect this to have on the market. And a lot of it's fear. People get scared and they pull their money out, you know. Mm-hmm. It's typical. They go and they stuff it under their mattresses and, you know. Right. Whatever. They buy gold with it and take the take the gold bars and build like, you know, statues in their living room. Build a throne. They build a throne out of gold, <laughs> out of gold. <laughs> that's in the living do. room. So basically, in summary, Brexit's bad for Japan because of the export market. Interesting. It's not going to help Japanese companies either. Hmm. But that's, that's very interesting. I, I didn't know any of that really. That I, so, I could understand that they would take their money and then you know invest it in other countries' currency. But I didn't realize that that would have almost like an inverse reaction to the stock. Like when the price of the currency goes up, the stock goes down, which is very interesting. Very so, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Something I didn't. So before. it's so educational. This is why people have been so pissed at China for a while because China has now, its cur- China has its currency pegged against the dollar. Okay, which means that no matter what happens, 
they their currency floats mm. at at a rate of seven point like two to one dollar. So even if like the Chinese economy has like big time problems, their currency is pegged, which is a lot of people think bullshit. Yeah, but, I would think so. But in the past, China has done things to the Japanese yen to to make their exports more competitive. Like they'll buy a shitload of yen, the the Chinese government will to make the yen value go up, which makes their exports less com- less competitive by making things cost more. It sounds like there's a game going on. Like, it is like a game. an international game. It is a game. Except it's very complex. Except each country has their own rules that they play by. The the, like, the current the, the global currency market is some of the most complex, some of the most complex things in business. Yeah, and well, and what like I was saying, what's especially interesting is that each country has their own rule book. Like, you know, it, it would make more sense if everybody was following the same kind of guidelines. But you just said China has their currency pegged, so it doesn't even it's not affected the same way as all these other countries, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's just so, a big mess. <laughs> yeah, so um. It's not good for Japan, and it makes our Japan trip cost a lot more. Mm. Things just got 5% more expensive for us. Now, let me ask you, what's the rebound like on this? Is it going to correct? Uh, well, what kind of what timeline are we looking at? I'll tell you that, the, I'll tell you that markets are very reactionary, and um, a lot of some people will tell you that fear and greed drive markets. In times of fear, people tend to overreact. And that kind of overreaction can cause something like this to happen, where you, where a currency will appreciate by ten percent in minutes. Right. And then after after like some guy who who slept in wakes up and sees that he freaks out and sells all his shit. Yeah. And it just snowballs. But markets all all operate in equilibrium, and when people see, um, you know, when they see a good deal on the market because the yen. Like if they think the yen is uh, you know much stronger than it truly should be, they'll 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 go the other way and they'll and they'll short the yen and that'll make the value go back down. So it it all it all fluctuates in equilibrium and I can't really say hmm. how long it'll take. But what I would say is that while our Japan trip is five percent more expensive today, right? A week from now it might be back where it was. <laughs> Who knows? You, you never. You just don't know. It's just all over the place. That's hilarious. And plus, all the young people in Britain are pissed about about the fact that they that were that they're throwing out all the immigrants. Yeah. And so there's like a million people that want to have a revote, but that's not nearly enough. Yeah. So that's not happening. And, and even yeah, that's I mean, it it's it, I I see what they were trying to do. There are un, there's undoubtedly a much better way to go about that though. Yeah. Than to just be like, that's it, we're taking our ball and going home. It's like, well, that's not how this works. I don't know much about the laws of the European Union. I just know that they're very they're very strict and they and they apply in a blanket manner to all the countries. Yeah. So your country some law might might not fit your country as well as it fits another country, hmm. but you can't do much about it. So I can't really blame them. I wouldn't want to have like thirty million people flood into my country that Certainly. that that, that can't even like that can't even speak english so they can't like have they don't have they don't have jobs so you right. just have homeless people lying around everywhere like it makes sense in some ways but i get i understand the human concern sure also but what the hell do you do well not this there's definitely better ways but yeah it's time for an almighty anime mailbag anime 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 Mailbag, bag, 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 bag. Oh uh, yeah. People are so pissed about about it. I mean, yeah. 
I, I people are people are more pissed about the like the the human like the human aspect of oh we don't let people into our country so we're mad about that yeah when they ought to be mad when they ought to be concerned about the economic impact sure well what's really interesting is this is just another one of those things that well I you know a lot of the people that we communicate are over the internet. We're very internet based. Obviously we have a podcast that's on the internet. We're big on, we do our social media, all that stuff. Um, so I feel like a lot of what we see is the younger people, perhaps the more liberal minded people and their opinions. Because when, when I look out on the internet uh, regarding Brexit, everything I see is against it. However, more people voted for it than against it. So who are these people? (laughs) You know, they actually have a breakdown online. I might actually have that the, the link. Um, let me see if I can find it. There was a link that showed the exact percentages of the vote in every age group. Okay, because yeah, it's like if you look at if I were to go online and take a poll right now, almost a hundred percent of everyone I know who's lives in England is against it. So then, wh- okay, so how in the world is it that it passed if if everyone I know is against it? So there must be like some group of humans that don't use the internet that outnumber us well it's the it's the lizard people that's what it is it's the older people like if, if i if i can find this this chart i'm sure it will show that the huge overwhelming majority of the people that voted in favor of leaving the european union were like elderly or you know middle-aged or older and you know those people matter too yeah so i don't know what i, I don't know i don't know what else to say about it but i think we should move on all right let's get this mailbag going all right, so if you have questions, you can write us a mailbag about it or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just go to aapodcast.com and click on the mailbag button. All right, why don't you go ahead? All right, the first mailbag comes from Manly Mudkip, and it says here, Greetings, AAA friends. As seasoned anime reviewers, I have a question for you. How do you keep yourself from burning out, both as reviewers and anime fans? There have been a number Drugs. of <laughs> yeah right. There are, have been a number of anime podcasts where all they ever seem to say about anime is cynical and sometimes downright negative. Every seasoned or every season preview seemed to be a new chance to just say how everything is garbage, how easy it is to separate or how easy is it to separate the reviewer slash critic side of yourself from the fan side, or are they one and the same? Anyway, mm-hmm. thank you for reading my mailbag. It's funny Manly you should Mike talk Kip. about seasons being garbage. How ironic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, just kidding. I, I, it's it's certainly difficult at times to remain um positive about some of the shows that come out especially because we do have to watch a lot of garbage um but but sitting through all of those terrible shows makes the good ones even that much better it's so funny because i always thought we were like one of the most negative podcasts out there i don't well you know what yeah i would agree because i feel like a lot of the i mean i don't really listen to any anime podcasts anymore but i used to and a lot of them are very um into a lot of the if, if tropes that we see nowadays. If their industry, like, if they're like, if they're based after like a company like IGN or something, yeah, th- those are the words. I can't well, even listen to those because you don't know what kinds of uh, well, you know, conflicts of interest they have going well, on. But so, to to be fair, a company like IGN is not, uh, as far as I know, and and as far as history has told us, is not in bed with the uh, the the companies that create this co- this uh, these the anime or video games or anything like no, that. But so, but when, yeah, but but when you have pretend like a company like Crunchyroll, yes, when you have podcast doesn't isn't no. like in bed with and their and, own the, and there's a distinction there. A company like C- Crunchyroll or Funimation or 
or any of those kind of companies, they specifically are there to push their anime. So they're not going to be like, this anime is terrible. Don't watch it. I don't want to ever. I don't want to rip on like Crunchyroll's <laughs> podcast, but no, they've got a good podcast. But I wonder, like, I wonder how how one can even like listen to that. Um, how can you get like a real fair review? It's, that's a good question. I know I used to listen to um, PlayStation's podcast, their PlayStation Blogcast, and it was difficult at times because yeah, they have they can't shit on their own product so you know you have to take what they say with a grain of salt but if you um you'll notice a lot of companies and 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 a good a good um host of a podcast will not pump up something that they don't believe in so if for instance let's say with the playstation broadcast if there's a game coming out that isn't good they're not going to pump it up they'll just they won't talk about it Right. So you can kind of get, you know, and now I don't really know specifically with Crunchyroll's podcast or any of those how they do that. Um, no, they're fine. I just, I just, I, I don't see how you can get an unbiased, we're getting off topic, but eh, I don't whatever. see how you can get an unbiased review from a, from a, from a source that has yeah, a vested interest in the things they're talking about. Like, of course, they're, they're never going to, oh, it's like as if like a certain website that does news that has the podcast is going to rip some anime box, like some anime series of a box set that's that just happens to be like the number one paying ad on their website. Like no one's gonna rip that. Yes, they have. A hundred percent they do. I I, I, and, I would say And there uh, have been huge stories in the past, especially in the video game world, of them ripping on well, I'm not talking about video games. I don't pay enough attention to that. Okay. Well it's it's the same concept. I would I would say that if a company if the company's CEO was listening to that podcast yeah. and heard them ripping on like the number one sponsor of the website, he would not be happy. I just that, like that. That is certainly possible. However, in any good company, there will be a separation between their mark, their their uh, marketing and sales team and their review team. So. There should be, and I'm not saying that that this is that this is happening. I'm just saying that it can happen. Certainly. But it's funny because like, uh, and we would never do anything like that. Well, but but let shit. me talk to you a little bit about JList.com. <laughs> just kidding. I. Well, the nice thing about JList.com is that they, they just have products. Yeah, it's not like I'm, review- I'm just- <laughs> It's like I'm reviewing the flavor of ramen soda. Um, yeah, I don't know because I I I was actually shell shocked by going on a, like some forums of another website, another couple podcasts where that was actually full of people who had like fled from our podcast because we hated on things that they liked so much, and it's like it was so negative. Like you would think that uh, it was stunning actually the the amount of negativity and so i always thought that like we were one of the most negative haters out there Mm -hmm. but so i'm surprised to hear a a mailbag like this criticizing us or criticizing other podcasts for being negative and praising us for not being negative yeah well i feel like there's i I feel like there's a distinction between our podcast and a lot of the other ones there are um our podcast is I, i would say we're more critics than we are fans Although we are also fans, but when we podcast, we're doing we're doing it from critical analysis. We're, we're trying to tell you what is and is not good, and for what reasons. Whereas you have other shows that they're just fans, and so they fanboy or fangirl over the various things that they like. The chat is still talking about Brexit. They're talking about how the Holy Roman Empire should rise up and conquer Europe again, or something. Oh, <laughs> something God. crazy is going on. Oh my gods! Um, I would say that I. It's the good anime that make it worth worth it. Absolutely. Like it's like yeah, you know I, I watch most of, more than half of the anime that we watch for the show aren't that good. Most of them are just kind of middling, right? They're not great. Yeah. They don't suck, but they're not good. But it's it's watching like a great show like 
you rely on April or One Punch Man or something that makes it worth waiting through all the shitty oh, stuff. Oh, what was that second show you mentioned? Well, mostly that was for you. What, are you standing up? Oh, you're wearing your I'm, One Punch Man I'm shirt? I'm wearing one of my One that, Punch Man that, shirts. That you bought at a... What, let me see that shirt. What does that say? Oh, it says, One Punch Training Gym, 100 Push-Ups, 100 Sit-Ups, 100 Squats, Running 10 Kilometers. Established 2016. That's right. Oh, you're too much. I know. Anyway, yeah, I just think that like when you're doing reviews, you gotta be can you gotta be professional. You gotta control your emotions, and you need to be consistent. Absolutely, consistency, consistency is key. Consistency is very important. And um, anyway, yeah. Um, level sixty nine Arcanine writes, "Hi guys and gals. After submitting my choices for the character battles, I realized something." None of your religions appeal to me. <laughs> I don't like Moe enough to follow the Moe Archangel, but I'm not filled with enough hate to worship the Church of Mitsugi. I also don't like cats and that that much, being more of a dog person, so Kazuo's cat church is out. Do you have, do you have a cat church? I do not. Um, however... That sounds like a... I, you, you would have cat I don't, everywhere. Yeah, I don't think I have a religious institution, personally. I, I have. I don't know that, that Chiaki does either. I have been called um, many times on the Facebook group page, which you can join, facebook.com slash groups slash AA podcast. Hundreds of members. Uh, hundreds, literally hundreds. <laughs> I have been referred to as King Kazuo or the Cat King Kazuo. So I don't think I have a religious institution as much as I have a, uh, a kingdom. Who, surprise, surprise, favors Litten, the new fire cat Pokemon in Pokemon Sun and Moon. It is pretty adorable. But that water Pokemon, is it, now that you slept on it's it... It's the worst Pokemon the I've worst, ever seen in my life. It's the worst starter ever. <laughs> Holy shit, I would take anything over that. Yeah. Um, as far as I can see, there's only one solution to this. Kimiko, you must form your own religion and take a stand against their tyranny. Doesn't she already have... This? She's the Yaoi Gami. That's true. So she, it's not a church either, but if she had a church, it would be the Yowie Church. So there you go, <laughs> level sixty nine Arcanine. P.S. Are you going to make the Japan trip a regular slash semi regular thing? As I would like to have applied, but had already booked a trip to Florida before you announced it. Well, it, I think that depends on the people that we bring. If, it, if this if, if this ends up being like a a nightmare and people go crazy and we oh, lose people and we can't do it, then we might not do it again. Yeah. But if it's a great experience where we love everybody and everyone's well behaved and we don't I don't lose somebody in like the Yakuza district. Wait, we of have Osaka. to be well behaved. Damn it. I just don't want to have to like find you drunk pass out in an alley in Shinjuku somewhere. That's probably gonna happen. Oh, <laughs> just for <kidding>. God's sake. <laughs> All, right. All right. Next mailbag. Next mailbag. Uh this is the last one because we gotta get to the the preview. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Uh, the next mailbag comes from Father of Ronin. This is a little lengthy one, so I'll try to get through it quickly. It says here, Dear Addicts, while I often agree with and mo- uh, and almost always can respect the opinions of the host, I have a bit of a problem with your recent comments regarding Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> Full disclosure, this is one of my formative anime, and I definitely have my nostalgia glasses on for it. However, several times the hosts have recently stated that the original series has no ending. Well, no, it definitely does. It definitely but, has okay. an ending, but... Moving along. Uh, it says here, most recently, this was said by Mitsugi during the My Anime List takedown. I don't think I was on that episode. Uh, sorry, but you're simply wrong, uh, says Father of Ronin. Uh, I guess spoilers for the next few sentences. The last two episodes of Ava are Shinji's experience of the human instrumentality project. Basically, humanity has been dissolved into a collective of co- uh, collective consciousness, and Shinji is struggling with whether he values himself enough to be included. 
This sequence has a conclusion that closes the series and, in my opinion, is happier than Ava 2's endings. Uh, the second Evangelion movie is an alternate and darker ending. In the past, you've been able to appreciate the character studies of other shows, but the broken souls of Ava's cast weren't interesting Good to Lord, you. Good Lord, this is long. Honestly, I'm Get surprised. <laughs> Hold on. I'm, honestly, I'm surprised that so many jokes have been made in reference to a show you guys don't seem to understand. I can get not liking Ava. You don't like eating dog shit? <laughs> I can get not liking Ava. In no way is it a super appealing series, and the animation suffers terribly in the last several Yeah, episodes. but I already ate this shit burger. <laughs> Unfortunately, I just feel like it's not uh, like it's not been given a fair chance. Yeah. All right, here's my take. Whew, okay. Even if the ending, even if Evangelion had an ending and you understand it. It's not a good ending. It's not a good ending. I mean, <laughs> like, it's convoluted, and frankly. You need to present things in a way that I don't have to like study psychology or yeah. watch it fifteen times to get. Well, you know what's funny is I, I find it interesting that a lot of times when you don't enjoy a show or an aspect of a show, people will say you just don't understand it. But the truth of the matter is, and I think I said this in my um, when, when did I like review Evangelion at some point? I no, guess um, you you went like hog wild on it and okay. No, and, you you watched it like. On your own, and yeah. you just kind of gave your take, right? And 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 I believe in that. I even said I certainly do understand where they were going with it, the psychology of it, the, um, you know, all, all of that. I, I, and I'm I'm pretty sure I explained all that. But it's just not a good conclusion to the series. Like it doesn't end well. It's 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 a bad ending. Just I mean, it's it's convoluted. It, um, just goes off on a wild tangent. It takes a crazy left turn. It's, but you know, again, everything's all it's all subjective. So. If you like it, you like it. Well, what am I going to tell you? Well, I mean, especially since the creator didn't did he not say that most of the most of the symbolism in that show was yeah. a goof? No, he, exactly. That's exactly what he said. He because there, there's not about anything. Because for, for years there's been all this talk about oh it's 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 a, it's a commentary on religion and the human condition and uh, existential crisis and blah blah blah. And the creator himself said in an interview actually all of the symbolism in the show didn't really mean anything. I just like the way crosses look and stuff like that. Yeah. So what are we talking about then? Exactly. Evangelion. Good, bad. No, I know. I just think, like, if if the creator (laughs) himself says that it's not really about anything, then why why are we arguing about it? I don't know. Well, because... I mean, he kind of ends the argument with that statement, does he not? Yeah, well, I mean... What am I exactly? Am I not? The show itself certainly had meaning. I think it had a lot to do with the creator um, and his own insecurities and... But when am I not understanding if the creator says it's not a, like about what people? Well, think he was it's saying about. that the symbolism that he used in the show didn't really mean anything. That doesn't mean that the show doesn't necessarily have a point. It has a point. It's just a shitty point. <laughs> but okay, that most that isn't very enjoyable. So back into Brexit for a second. I found the demographic, the voting demographics. If you want to hear them, okay. So it looks like this is this is of the people that that voted for Leave. Okay, Leave the EU. Okay. The vast majority of them um, were lower-income people, which I find odd. The vast majority of them were older than 40, it looks like. I would say, yeah. Lower than 40, or older than 40 years old. Um, The vast majority of, uh, very few of them were foreign-born, which which you can imagine, no no shit, right? Mostly, uh, it looks like they were about, Mostly unmarried people, too. Mm-hmm. So, unmarried, lower income, for, uh, born in Britain. Yeah. Older people. So, Republicans, basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. Okay. 
All right. So, um, anything else? Um, last thing I want to say about Evangelion is I don't hate Evangelion. No. by the way. So, I totally get what it was about. You know, because the whole thing is about Shinji and his inability to uh, form relationships because of the trauma, the traumatization of his youth and relationship with his father and all that. I get that. I, it 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 just didn't end well for me. Like there were many many better ways they could have ended it, and it, at the end it just they just crumbled up a bunch of stuff, threw it in a bag, shook it up, and then spilled it out. And it was like, well, all right, it's over, I guess. Well, plus the they did, the ending wasn't well made either. No, yeah, that's it was a whole like other a thing. bunch of still images with minor monologue and dialogue. It was it was like they didn't even. It's like they're it's like I always joke. They ran. It looks like they ran out of money. No, well they did. I mean that's exactly what I feel like happened. Anyway, so we have bigger fish to fry. We're going to do our summer anime preview when we come back from the news break. So stay tuned for that. We'll see you in a minute. Hey everybody, this is Mitsugi and it's time for your anime news break. First up, we have an interesting study that was done regarding Gundam. It looks like the MyNavi website polled current Japanese college students to determine whether or not they had ever seen the Mobile Suit Gundam anime series. Now, you would think, being Japan, that, that the percentage would be very high. However, the results of the poll found that 68% of Japanese college students had never seen Gundam which is, to me, very surprising. Uh, from the result, 60% of men had said that they had never seen Gundam, and 76% of women claimed that they had never seen the anime. So it looks like, perhaps, that Japan in the anime industry hasn't done necessarily as good of a job as we thought of marketing Gundam to the general populace. Next up, we have some news regarding piracy. We all know that the Japanese government is pretty tough on bootlegs and pirated copyright material in Japan, and they had previously used a variety of different automated methods to seek out copyrighted videos online, similar to the way that YouTube had done things. However, starting next week, the Ministry of Economy in Japan is going to hire a specialist whose job will specifically be to seek out bootlegged copyright material online and assess damages perhaps to take these uh, infringers to court to to rectify the problem so it looks like Jap Japan is stepping up their game once again when it comes to copyrighted materials next up a very recent edition of Kadokawa's monthly Shonen Ace magazine announced that Silverlink Studio is going to be animating uh, Karuna Kanzaki and Yuya Kudokami's manga series, Armed Girls Machiavellism, otherwise known as Buso Shoujo Machiavellism. The, uh, the, the battle action manga follows Fudo Nomura, who transfers to a school where girls carry weapons to rule over the boys in the, in the student body. Shortly after transferring, he becomes a target of one of the girls named Rin, a member of the five ruling swords that commands the school. In order to break free, he has to, he has to defeat these five members of the ruling swords. So a school action anime is going to be released sometime in the future. 
Finally, Japan always seems pretty big on robots, but could artificial intelligence be dangerous? The Ministry of Internal Affairs in Japan, um, Telecommunications Policy Research Institute, released a report and they were wondering what the negative effects of using artificial intelligence on network systems could have on Japanese society and the economy. And the reports said that the, that the, the risks are not just limited to hacking and security risks, but also whether or not robots could potentially rise up against humanity. And as this is a certainly a relevant fear, they also discussed that it would be necessary to program these artificial intelligences to have a fear of rising up against humanity in order to prevent such a risk. So it seems like, in my opinion, we're pretty far off from all of this becoming a reality, but at least we know that the people that are making this type of AI are looking into potential problems. This has been Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break, and now back to the podcast. We know the truth. It's written all over your face. You're addicted to anime. But it's more than that, isn't it? Are you also addicted to the AAA podcast? Get all the content. Early episodes, after parties, hobby addicts, hentai episodes, show notes, ringtones, and more by joining our $7 support tier. Go to aapodcast.com slash join and select the $7 tier to get access to everything. This means you'll get an extra eight episodes of podcast goodness delivered right to your ears every month. That's less than $1 per episode. And that's on top of all the other bonuses, like ringtones and show notes. So head to aaapodcast.com forward slash join and select the $7 tier. Set up your membership and you're good to go. Hey, Steve Bloom here, voice of Spike Spiegel, Vincent Valentine. Leron from Gurren Lagan. Gilman from Digimon. And a bunch of other crap. And I am a total anime addict, dude. <laughs> Tune in, or else. back to episode 330 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. I like the new jam. It's good to be here with you guys. And it's time for one of another one of my favorite episodes, the the season preview episodes. These are a lot of fun. These are my favorites. I love I like going through the list and picking and uh, it's fun. Okay. So um the girls aren't here. No. So we have to go through our picks and half of us are gone. Yeah, um you did uh you, you're going to do Kimiko, right? Okay, sure. And I'm going to do Chiaki. Okay. Are we going to pretend to be them? Like, we're going to do their voices and mannerisms? Uh, hell no. Okay. All right. So, um, okay. So, why don't we get started here? I'll go first, since I rolled first on the list. Okay. Um, my first anime, I had to go fairly deep into my list to get this one. It seems like we all wanted the same shows. <laughs> Well, yeah. Like we all wanted the same four or five shows. Unfortunately, there weren't all that many very good shows this season. There was some. You don't know that they're not good yet. Hey, That's don't true. be a hater. That's true. Hey, don't be a hater. Hey, I can hate whatever I want. Okay. So my my first anime that I'm going to be doing is called Psyche uh, Kuso no Nan. 
which is a an anime done by JC Staff and director Sakurai Hiroaki, who directed a whole bunch of like really sort of unknown anime. But he did do Digi Ch- uh, Sherit, Charit, whatever you want to call it, and um, like the anime version of Les Mis, which is kind of like I didn't even know that existed. Wait, there's an anime version of Les Mis? Yes, there is. That's I, awesome. I thought it was, it's, it's Les Mis, Shoujo, what? Ca- Cosette. And I thought it was, um, like, I thought it was Les Portrait de Petite Cosette. And then I checked it and I'm like, no, that's, that's not interesting. it. That's not right. So um, I couldn't actually find a PV for this show. Um, I tried I, and I couldn't find one. It was um, disappointing. But um, it's about a it's about a boy who was born with with uh, with supernatural powers. His name is Kuso Psyche, and he has an easy life. This is coming out of one of the one of the websites, anime, my anime list, I think. He possesses various types of ESP, including tele- including telepathy and psychokinesis, allowing him to get almost anything he wants. And during kindergarten, he accidentally gets. Uh, Catches media's attention after he after rumors start to circulate about how he never loses ever a John Ken match ever. Okay, because I guess he knows what they're gonna pick, and the incident makes him uh, resolve to not use his powers in front of other people, so that no one finds out that he is a psychic. But when he enters high school, um, a whole bunch of circumstances. Um, end up with him using his powers even though he doesn't want to get caught using them. Interesting. I don't even think I've I saw this one when I was going through the list. Huh. It's the uh it's it's the one with the guy who has like really pink hair, I think. That's probably why I didn't look into it. I mean like it was way down like number eleven for me. This this one right here. Oh the there is a PV for that. Pink hair oh there is? Yeah, it's oh, not very it. good. Ah oh, whatever. It's like really, really poorly animated, but I think they're trying to ex- Excuse it. That that's like their stylistic choice. Okay, but well, um, it's called Psyche Kuso no Nan, and no sign on. I guess there's a sigh in there. Yeah. So I, it's got to be a comedy show. It is, yeah. So a comedy show about a kid with supernatural powers. So who with knows? Pink hair and green glasses could be good. It could be. All right. I guess I'll go next. So I, I- think I really got screwed this season. Like my shows suck. You got a couple of good... Well, you got... Um, I know one that's going to be good. Yes, you do. Okay. Uh, your number two pick? Is that what you're going to oh, say? Oh, yeah, so Chiaki's next, right? Oh, well, no, I'll, I'll go, and so that way we take turns. Okay. Yeah. So um, my fifth pick was my tenth choice. Yeah. So it had to go pretty deep as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is Honda-kun. So... Ah, Honda-kun. The prequel to Barakamon. Yes. Uh, this is, uh, according to the synopsis off of my anime list, it is set six years prior to the events of Barakamon. Uh, for those who don't remember, Barakamon was an anime reviewed a few seasons back. It was about a guy who was a calligrapher who was uh, a very, like, an- he had anger management issues, ended up, like, punching. I think he was, like, some guy who was, like, the owner of, uh, of like, a, an art parlor shop type place or something like yeah, that. Yeah, some guy, he's, his art's in like a museum, isn't like a, like a museum or a, yeah. some place, and the guy goes, this is shitty. And he just like knocks him out, yeah. some old dude, and then he ends up moving to the countryside to kind of find himself and rebuild. Um, so this is a prequel. It's set six years prior to it, um, and he is in high school, 
And uh, let's see here. It says here, in Honda-kun, Seishu Honda is admired by his peers as a calligraphy genius and given the utmost respect, but Honda-kun himself is under the mistaken impression that the difference and attention he receives from the other students is actually bullying. Interesting. Honda just wants to live a quiet life, but hilarity ensues. Oh, well, whenever they, say, whenever they say hilarity ensues, it's... it's uh, How it's, does somebody in- interpret like people thinking you're a genius as bullying because anime um <laughs> I, I guess we'll find out it says here hilarity ensues as one character after another challenges his position as the school idol and somehow comes away with uh comes away as a fan while honda is horrified and clueless what a world like in a in the u.s if you were like a calligraphy what what would be the equivalent of, of calligraphy in the u.s like uh you're writing cursive maybe maybe like um what do they call it? Like when they spray paint like words on buildings and graffiti? stuff. Graffiti, maybe. No, that's that's more know. street but though. Like, but it's like, oh, it's, I'm this, just, I'm just thinking of like word art. In this Japanese school, you're the most popular if you can do calligraphy. It's like in the U.S., if you were good at calligraphy, girls would like, I don't know, throw shoes at you. I have no idea. You wouldn't be popular. I know that. No one would care. <laughs> no one would give a shit about you. So I. This was pretty low on my list. I had it on the list just because we also reviewed Barakamon, so I figured, well, you know, maybe we should, we, uh, you know, I should have it on the list so we might review this. Uh, not thinking that it would necessarily pass or get to be one of my picks, but um, I, I, I will say I, I did somewhat enjoy Barakamon. It was a little slow for my taste, but there were some good parts about good parts in it. Um, but I'm a little concerned about this because the character arc in Barakamon was a very complete arc. Like he starts off with these problems that he resolves at the end. So at the end of this show, at the end of the prequel, is he still going to have the same problems that he had at the beginning of the, of the, of the show? Because I thought, it's, I, thought, it's, I, thought, I thought he was in a slump in the seek in the, in Barakamon. Mm. Like, like he, like he didn't have the problem previously, but he was in a slump. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting because it's like, well, the character went through the full arc and resolved his issues in the, in this original series. And now we're going back and I guess he's going to have the same issues again and then resolve them. And then it, it, anyway, it, we gotta it's weird. On. We got to move on. Yeah. Chiaki's pick, her first pick was, I cannot believe this is another seat. And I don't, <laughs> I can't even talk. I'm so flabbergasted. Binan Koko Chiku Boibu Love Love. That's right. This is season two, shit. baby. Why would you, why would anybody want to watch a second season of this? Because they have great taste. Okay. No. Um, it's done by Studio Comet, which I don't know what in the name of God they've done. Um, a lot. Wow. A whole lot. Goodness. Never mind then. <laughs> they've done a shitload what of stuff. What have they done? So, I don't know if I really need to go in much into a cute high earth defense club love, love, because, I mean, it's, what, how would you describe this show? A magical boy show it is, that's a slapstick that is, comedy? Yeah, that's exactly how I would okay. describe it. Magical yeah. boy slapstick comedy with a pink koala bear that talks. Um, He's not a koala. Are he's you sure as hell looks like one? No, he's a, um, oh crap, I remember this from the show. Um, He's a koala bear. No, he's not. He is. No, he's definitely. I'm looking right at him. Is, he's got claws and a little and a nose, just like a koala bear. He, If he's uh, not a koala bear, then, well, he's from outer space, right? Yeah, I'm trying well, to remember. I don't give a shit. He's a He's a wombat. Bear. Whatever. That's what it is. Whatever. What is the difference? Thank you, Ichigo Fields and Sock Creature in the chat. Whatever. He looks like a koala bear. He's a pink talking animal. Anyways. Moving on. It's a goofy show. 
hopefully it's good. I, I will know. not be watching this. Um, so next up is Kimiko's. Uh, uh, it was her eleventh choice, which uh, is going to be her fifth pick or whatever. Um, and this one is called Nejimaki Seide Senki. And I just looked this up on my anime list. I don't know anything about it, but uh, according to this, uh, it says here the synopsis: At war with the adjacent Kyoka Republic, the Oof, that's an interesting. There are three consonants next to each other. That how in the world am I supposed to pronounce that? Katjavarna Empire. I think that's I think that suffices. Anyways, in that region, due to certain circumstances, there was a certain youth unwillingly participate uh, preparing to take the high grade military officer exam. Uh, blah blah blah. No one predicted. Why does Japan pick these names? These like names with with like nothing but consonants. Basically, that's not how Japanese works. Okay, just skimming through the synopsis. Basically, it's about a kid who it says here, quote, admirer of women, uh, takes some kind of entrance exam into a military school or something of that that's nature. Nothing but women, and turns out to be a super genius. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's oh hey studio madhouse. Oh, it's a guaranteed to be a flop. <laughs> yep. Dead in the water before it's even born. Fantastic. All right, so um, are you done? Yes. Can we say that? Can we both agree that that, that first round of shows was underwhelming? Ooh, that's uh, yeah, we're off to a rough. I'm really start. underwhelmed right now by that by those first four shows. All right, so my second show here. He told he, can can I, can I just be clear that I think I really didn't care. Like after I got to like the fifth or sixth show, I just started putting random shit in there. Yeah. No. Same here. Because, I don't know, they all look the same, sort of. Anyway, Hitori no Shita, The Outcast, is my next pick here. And this anime is, it's basically a zombie show, uh, if I can be honest. And the on one day, Zhang Chulan is attacked by zombies in a graveyard. In the midst of the situation, he saves the life of a girl throwing the, the kitchen knife in his hand in order to kill the enemy. The girl tells Chulon, who is relieved to face his hardships head-on, and leaves. However, Chulon later sees that the girl sees her again at his university. From that moment, the destiny begins to move between them, I guess. There will be strangers with superpowers appearing one by one with battles involving his abilities. Each episode will bring a new mystery to light. I watched the trailer for this. Okay. And, like, there was a whole bunch of zombie killing going on in the trailer. Oh, is this the one with... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I had this on my list as well. Um, it's it's about, like, a girl who, like, kills zombies or something. So, I don't know. It looked interesting enough. Uh, it, it didn't really tell you much in the trailer. It was just, like, some action shots. I have a note here, and it just says, I just wrote zombies in all caps. Yeah, I think I had... Um, because what I do when I prepare my li- my picks is I write, uh, you know, uh, the names of the shows that I'm interested in and, like, little brief synopsises of them so I remember them. And I had, like, girl killing zombies. <laughs> that was it. So I... But the, but that description didn't make it sound like a zombie show. So... But I'm gonna I'm just going to assume it is because that's all that was in the trailer. Except if this is a show where, like, where, like, each episode has, like, a little mystery, then it sort of sounds like an episodic anime... Or maybe one episode is about zombies and the rest of it isn't. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. All right. Um, so let's see. My number four pick uh, was my seventh choice, and that is Re Life. So R E 
life. Well, ReZero was supposed to be good, so I guess well, I can't rip on it for having a dumb title. <laughs> and and I did ask before, uh, I think yesterday or something like that, or yesterday, last week in the chat, uh, if it was like a continuation, or maybe it was on Facebook, I forget where I asked. But it is has, it has nothing to do with ReZero at all, completely separate story. Um, the synopsis here, it says here, the story follows Kaizaki Arata, a 27-year-old jobless man who fails at every job interview he had after quitting his last company. His life changes when, or after he met Yaoke Ryo of the Re-Life Research Institute, who offered him a drug that can change his appearance to 17 years old. And, and the opposite gender. No, <laughs> not in this, not in this one. Um, and to become the subject of an experiment for a year. Thus begins his life as a high school student once more. So, um, interesting concept. A 27-year-old failure at pretty much everything who has the ability to go back into the body of his high school self and relive that. So, But that's stupid. Why so? Well, because by the time you're 18 in Japan, you're already like you're, your path in life is already determined. That's a good point. In order to go back and change his circumstances, he'd have to go back to middle school and retest into his high school. Because if you're already in, once you're in Japan, well, in Japan, you don't even have to go to high school. Mm. You, you, when you're in middle school, you study your ass off to test into a good high school so you can go to a good college. But by the time you're already in high school, things are pretty much locked in stone for you. If you're in, if you're in a shitty ass high school, you're, you're not going to be able to improve your like school circumstances. And plus, wouldn't it be more interesting if he was like a 65-year-old man? And they made him an eighteen-year-old again. Yeah, but it's they like, have oh, to. Oh, you're nine years. You're you're a whopping nine years removed from where we're gonna put you. <laughs> like, it's the same. He, he's even gonna look the same. Pretty much, right? <laughs> Doesn't it seem kind of dumb? Well, make him twenty. If he's twenty-eight or whatever, make him go back and be like twelve again, so he can do middle school. Or if he's sixty-five, make him go back to being eighteen. I mean, there's yeah. no, there's no, there's no difference there. Yeah, I I can see what you mean, but. I don't know. It could be an interesting concept. Kazo, I ha Kazo, I have a magic potion you can drink. Okay. And when you drink it, yes, you can go back to tomorrow or yesterday. Wait, what? you can go back to yesterday. <laughs> this no, this is a decade. He's going a decade. Do you remember? Th do you remember that breakfast that you ate yesterday that that, that you told me gave you a stomachache? Mm, I can go back and. I'll give that? you a drug that'll let you go back to tomorrow to yesterday. Need something else and, and eat something different. All right. That's what this feels like. No, he's going back ten years. That's substantial. If you could go back ten years. Well, plus if you're eighteen, you're in the last year of high school. That's like, true. You're like basically you're you're in like senioritis mode already. True. You're well, not changing shit. I don't know. Maybe if I could go back ten years, I would change a few things. Well, I just blew that anime up. <laughs> in your own mind, you did. Yes, I did. In my own mind. <laughs> so yeah, that's my uh, fourth pick. I think it's it, sh it could be interesting. All right. This next anime I know literally nothing about at all because this is one of Chiaki's picks. Maybe I should pull it up here. It's called Mob Psycho. And I think actually a lot of us wanted this, this uh, anime. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's done by Warner Brothers, Studio Bones. Kageyama Shigeo is an eighth grader with psychic abilities. This is the second psychic show. Wow, the uh, the character designs remind me of like Hajime Weepo or something. Uh, he could bend spoons and lift objects with his mind from a young age, but he slowly began to withhold from using his abilities in in public. What the shit? 
Am I reading? Am I reading the same, same synopsis as before? I think you are. No, Just but due it's due to negative attention he was receiving. Now the only thing he wants to do is become friends with a girl in his class, Tsubomi. Weird name. With his psychic mentor, he continues his daily life, attempting to realize his purpose in life. That's a really badly written sentence. Yeah. With his psychic mentor, he continues his daily life, attempting to continue his purpose in life. You use the word life twice in that sentence. We need to rewrite that. Yeah. I hate when people do that. Use the same word twice in a sentence. Um, what? Let's see here. Who's, who, who's the director here? Yuzuru Tachikawa, who has directed... Oh, man. Let's see here. Death Billiards. Okay. Death Parade. He did Death Parade. Yeah, yeah. That was a good show. Um, that's about it. That's it. That's always done. Death Parade was a very good show. Yeah, it was. He's very young. I mean, he's only he's only thirty two or something. It's very very young for a director. Um, okay. I didn't watch the PV for this, but I'm surprised that we now have two out of our six shows are like the same the plot, same thing, same plot line. <laughs> so are, are we now in like the era of psychic anime? I guess I don't know. I hope not. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time it's like that one of my least favorite genres. It wouldn't be the first time that two shows in a season were. Very, very similar. Like, this has happened multiple times yeah, before. Yeah, but psychic anime, like, it's... Japan isn't like sci-fi. Yeah. They don't care about that. Um. Okay, let's see. Next pick is for Kimiko. Uh, and this one... Kimi- Kimiko makes I'm supposed to look at the original creator of the show as if I'm... Let's see here. Let's see what? I'm supposed to look at the original creator of the show. Oh, okay. So it's done by the guy who did One Punch Man. Oh, okay. But it doesn't look like One Punch Man even remotely. So Interesting. I don't... I did have it on my list as well, but I guess... Yeah, his name... Oh, he's very pretentious, this guy. Oh, God. I don't like him. What does it say? His name is Juan. He doesn't even have a name. He's just like... He's like the artist formerly known as Prince. Uh, or or Lady Gaga. You know how they all have fake yeah. names? When they think they're so important that they, don't, that they don't use a real name anymore, they just call themselves like something fake. It just says Do you think he Juan. Na- do you think he named himself after One Punch Man? Maybe he did. Yeah. Last, did. last name Punch. Um, okay, so next up is uh, the fourth pick for Kimiko, and I am beginning to question her judgment <laughs> because she picked a show called Hatsukoi Monster. You're so, are you shocked by this? What, by Kimiko's picks? <laughs> no. <laughs> first first love monster? Um, is that what that means? I'm pretty sure Hatsukoi means first love. It does, yes. Yeah. The uh, alternate title is first love monster. Boom! And, Don't um, ask me why I know that. It's uh, studio- he shoots, he scores. Oh, he oh, really got under that one. So, under story, <laughs> tears in his eyes, I guess. Was it uh, the he pulls up to the fifth green, he pulls out a five iron. It looks like he's got a five iron there. He hits it, he drives it. Who is in the hole? Oh, god, you have problems. I do. So, okay, so this uh, Hatsukoi monster or first love monster is uh, made by Studio Dean, who has made a bunch of stuff. Yep, reverse harem. Um, and let's see here. It's the synopsis. Nikaido Kaho is a daughter of a rich family, and her whole life, everyone's been nice to her. While moving to her new high school dormitory, she almost gets hit by a truck, but is saved by a boy. <laughs> it's love at first sight for Kaho. It's Hatsukoi. First love. <laughs> oh, my heart's going pitter-patter, doki-doki-shooter. But when asking her... Wait, so she almost gets hit by a truck, saved by a boy. Love at first sight. But when asking his name... He tells her she's weird. Kaho is shocked since it's the first time anyone's ever said anything mean to her. Soon enough, she finds out that the boy who saved her uh, 
lives in the yeah. same dormitory. So is she she is so she bravely confesses her love. Wow, that's that's fast. Um, the boy says his name is. I don't think that means that. <laughs> I can't even say what I just said because uh, <laughs> I would have to mark the episode explicit. So basically, the boy agrees to go out with her. Uh, unfortunately, the following day, she finds out he has herpes. That he is a fifth grader. Uh, how old is she? She's in high school. Eh, you can make it work. So, <laughs> what the hell? Wait, are they related? God damn it, Kimiko. They can't be worse than super lovers. <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't think they are. But anyways, whatever. So that's a show. God damn it. <laughs> what the? So the second round of anime was kind of underwhelming also. <laughs> what is with these shows where like people love, people love I've got social some, taboos? I feel, you know, I feel like I've got some decent picks. Kimiko, uh, I'm, gonna have have, I'm gonna have to have a sit down talk with Kimiko. <laughs> Mine, <laughs> I have doubts here. I have doubts about the world, Kazuo. <laughs> about life. About life. It's like, oh, let's have a reverse harem show where that's that's a high school girl who falls in love, falls with, a in fifth love grader. with like fourth, like five different fourth graders. Oh God! All right, okay. what do you got next? This show right here. Oh, maybe I can play the audio for it. Not that it's exciting in any, in any way, shape, or form. Okay. Let's see here if I got it here. So this show is one of Kimiko's. She'll be mad. I took it from her because it's called Battery Sports Anime. Oh, so this is so this is your show though. Yeah, it is. Okay. L- listen to this music. Doesn't this just make you want to go like smash some baseballs? Chewing your big your big chew. Oh, here it comes. I had this on my list as well. For those that don't know, what it's called Battery. This is the show called Battery where they don't really play baseball. Battery is about a boy. Because I feel like because Mitsugi is not explaining the show at all. He's just letting the music play. It's about a boy. There was nothing in that trailer. Who moves to a small town. Oh, I haven't read the synopsis yet. Oh. Leo, you know what? You need to take it easy. <laughs> I'm just trying to have some fun here. No fun allowed. What is the show about? Why don't you read it then? Since, since you know so much oh, about it. I mean, it. I don't have it pulled up, but I remember from when I... Um, it's Had about it a boy who he's not even in junior high and he's already the best pitcher in his region. He's frustrated and gives up because he can't find a catcher who's good enough to. <laughs> now you know why Kimiko picked it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is a, it's a boy love anime. No, Damn. it's not. It's, oh, yes, it is. I guarantee it. He's just a pitcher looking for a catcher. Yeah, I, he, I, I can't find a catcher that's good <laughs> enough to, to catch my really big pitches. <laughs> I I haven't enlarged. I haven't enlarged. I need somebody to catch these balls. That's so great. I love it. I love baseball. He has has an enlarged prostate. Oh, no. Oh, my God. This is a love story about a boy. Well, this is just nuts. The boy who's frustrated because he can't find a, a, a catcher good enough to keep up with his, with how he pitches in his backwater town his family just uh. moved to. Then along comes a man named Go Nagakura. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. That's so random. All right, so I watched the trailer, right? And, and there's one scene where the boy throws a pitch, right? Yes. Other than that, you would have no idea this was a baseball show. 
So this is like, to me, the polar opposite of Ace of Diamond, where Ace of Diamond was like, oh, we're going to be hot-blooded, you know, splitting bats. We're going to pitch the ball so hard that the bat's going to break and, you know, yeah, yeah. hardcore, like, badass sports. And this is like this flowery, uh, like, I don't know, romp where... He's just trying to play catch, man. How many episodes is this going to be? I don't know. I think it could be good. It'd probably be fine. Yeah. Even even Cross Game, which was sort of a, I mean, near, pretty much a masterpiece, but like Cross Game um, being a show that was only about ha- like halfway about baseball. The other half was like the human relationship element. Right. But, but um, I don't know. That's synopsis. <laughs> I think um, I like what Godius Maximus in the chat says. He, see, he says he feels like the review of the show needs to be done with music from Chiaki's Bag of Love. Oh, my God. I should have I read the whole synopsis like that. Oh, that would have been amazing. Okay. So yeah. it's a baseball anime, but I, I don't feel like it's going to be like a baseball anime that baseball fans want to watch. Uh, it's, it's, it's directed by Mochizuki Tomomi, who has done about a million things. One million. But the most popular, the most well known of which is Kimagure Orange Road, which is also like not a not your not an exceptionally hot blooded anime. So um, it's done by Studio Zero G, who has done one short like food anime about Italian food. That's it. Okay. Like the cover of it has the girl making spaghetti. Fantastic. So I don't know. <laughs> and that's all they've done. I love spaghetti. So I don't know. It'll be it'll be it'll be fine. All right. We'll see. Uh, let's see. What's up next here? Um, I guess it's my turn. Um, <laughs> <You can't>, uh. <laughs> it's like, this show is about a young man in a small town. He lost his last catcher after uh, he requested that he give him a prostate exam. He throws his balls with such fury and passion. He's <laughs> oh <laughs> anyways um, so yeah my uh, next pick is my it's my third pick which is my sixth choice uh, and it is taboo tattoo <laughs> which is a very oh. dumb name the chat says followed by the summer of your manhood <laughs> that oh, oh th- that's the second season the summer of <laughs> the second season the battery is called the summer battery of your manhood. Two, the summer of manhood <laughs> <laughs> all right um so let's see here. Okay, so Taboo Tattoo, stupid name. Two balls and a bat. <laughs> but um, actually... the Taboo Tattoo, maybe the worst title ever for a show. Yeah, not, not a good title, but the, the PV looked interesting enough. Um, and I'll read you the synopsis here as I do. It is about Segi, who is a martial arts trained middle schooler. Uh, it says here, he often feels driven to protect the weaker the people around powers. him. Yeah, right. Kind of. Um, one day he defends a homeless man against some punks. And the man gives him a strange tattoo on his palm in return. The tattoo is a secret weapon produced in the arms race between America and the Cernistand kingdom. Never heard of it. Probably fake. Um, Why does Japan pick these names? I don't know. Their entire language is made up of vowel, of consonant vowel combinations. They're just torturing themselves. They pick words they can't pronounce. They, they, They pick words that their alphabet makes it impossible to write. Yeah, you cannot do it. So it says here, uh, Segi finds himself in over his head when a powerful girl using the same secret weapon violently pursues him in order to retrieve it. His skill at martial arts may not be enough to keep him alive, but will he be able to learn how to trigger the power of his tattoo in time? So uh, basically, this kid, martial arts student, young kid, saves this homeless dude. Uh, guy le- leaves this like tattoo on his palm, which gives him some kind of power. Then people start coming after him. 
for because of that power, and so he has to like survive and all that stuff. It looks action packed. It looks like it could be fun. Um, but there is a taboo tattoo somewhere. There, there sure is. Which actually all it's tab- a tramp stamp. Pretty much every tattoo in Japan is taboo, so that doesn't tell you much. Yeah, I guess that's true. It could be like an entire dragon that, that fills your whole back, or like a tiny little butterfly on your ankle. Either way, it's taboo. So what is with the butterfly on the ankle? Um, I can't stand. I, I hate all tattoos. That is like that is almost as bad as like the tribal band. I don't. At this point. I, I am. I am so un. I, on guys. I know this is like really bad to say, and I and I acknowledge it. But like on a guy, I don't care. But like I don't want. I I don't like. I don't like tattoos on girls at all. I do. That's cool. Some people like it. I. <laughs> that tells whatever. me that she's she's into making bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your next. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. Next up, I guess is your. Yeah. You're up. Can 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 I just go back to battery for a second? Sure. And I know I'm. I feel like I'm being really negative this episode. Uh, surprise, surprise. But can I just say how, if that anime really is about like the catcher and the pitcher relationship, how absolutely painfully unoriginal that is. Yeah. Almost every, actually, I would say every baseball anime that's ever been created ever is about two boys, that one is a pitcher and one of them's the catcher, and they have like this homo sort of homoerotic subtext that. Every I don't know if that's going to be the case in this show. Are they, you shitting they, me? There didn't seem to be in the Are PD. you shitting me? I am. There is <laughs> absolutely... This this show, more than any prior baseball anime I've ever heard of, I am sure that is what this is. Really? Even the cover, it's got them sitting on a, on, a, on in like the dugout together. It's about... It's about the pitcher and the catcher pitching and catching. I guess. Even just the motion and like the just the verbalization of what they do in the sport is has is homoerotic subtext. I mean, well, I'm gonna pitch, you're gonna catch. Uh, no, sir. What? If anything, I'm gonna be pitching. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right, you're up next. Okay, so this next anime from Chiaki is it requires literally no explanation at all. It's the second season of Shokugeki no Soma. Ni no Sada. Very interesting because I originally picked the first season and failed it, but then the the um, listener choice brought it back. Yeah, and then I guess you it's guys pretty good. Reviewed it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. Cool. I mean, it was kind of like Top Chef. Yeah, I mean, in in my failing it, I only saw the first three episodes, so I guess it really didn't hit home enough. And no, yeah, it's That's a shonen show, so it's not really surprising that it's slow to start. For sure, but um. Yeah, this Shokugeki no Soma is, is a pretty good anime. It's definitely like a shonen comedy. The it's unique in that they battle with cooking and they like blow each other away with how good their cooking is. And it's it is the second season, so you might want to watch the first season first. But I I can't honestly say that the first season had enough enough like story or depth to, to require you to watch the first season. So you might be able to just jump in and try the second season out by itself because. I mean, they didn't do too much. Okay. No, not, I mean, not really. It's a typical shonen show. You got a school where everybody cooks, and there's like a there's like a there's like a council that's like the top ten best best cooks, and then there's yeah, you know, they think, have ranks and they battle. They have tournaments. It's it's. Typical. I think I think they one of the tests. reasons one of the reasons why I failed it originally was because, I mean, obviously there's the whole like etchy element to it, which I didn't really appreciate, but. Also, the fact that the main character is better at every, better than everyone at everything, even though he's nowhere near as well trained as some of the people that he goes up against in the first three episodes. It, at any point, if you recall, in the first season, because I never watched the whole thing, is he ever not the best? Except against his dad. Because that kind of annoyed me. Like he went to this 
prestigious school and he went up against all these amazing cooks and he was he knocked everyone out of the park. And it's like, okay, well, where's his arc then? If he's his, just the best. His dad beat him. Right. But his dad was like a legend from the school. You find out that his dad's like yeah. one of the best that's ever come out of that school. I figured. So all right. Um, yeah, I mean, people people like Shoshoku Ekinosoma. It's very popular. Yeah, definitely. Um, so next up is one of Kimiko's picks. Wow. This first word is... What the... F- what? Sorry, that's your next anime I'm looking at. Oh. Um, so the next one here is uh, Kimiko's third pick, which was her fourth choice. That's a terrible title. And it is called Days. It's not a terrible title. It's, it's it could be worse. Terrible. I mean, D- it's D-A-Y-S. It's terrible. Yeah, Days. Um, says here... And and this is another pretty obvious Kimiko it's pick. A soccer anime. Yeah, it's uh it says here the series is about two boys named Sukushi and Jin. Sukushi Sukushi sorry is a boy with no special talent or traits, while Jin is considered a soccer genius. On one stormy night, Jin meets Tsukushi, and they get dragged into the world of soccer. He gets dragged into his bed. <laughs> well, that's aggressive. Well, is this the, is this the summer of Fujoshi? I guess so. That's that's going to be the title of this podcast episode. So let's see here. The um, Studio Mappa, who is fairly... I love it when you kick my balls. <laughs> oh, God, no. Uh, studio Mappa, very, fairly popular studio there. The director is uh, Uda Konosuke. I don't know who that is, but I will click on his page here. Um, he's directed... What? Another soccer anime? Ginga Kickoff? Kickoff? Is that a soccer? Yes, it is. Uh, It's not a Fujoshi anime. Lovely Complex. It's a a shonen show. Majin Bone. (laughs) I got your bone right here. And, uh, oh, a couple of One Piece movies, which are terrible. Um, (laughs) Hey, watch it. I I can't say that they're terrible. I saw part of one One Piece movie once at an anime convention. I think you were there with me. Yep, and it looked terrible. It was terrible. (laughs) I was like... It was probably like... We were there for a while, and literally they didn't say a word. It was just screaming. It was probably like One Piece movie 73. Yeah. I still want to be a pirate. So... (laughs) Like, I still want to be king of the pirates. I want to be king of the pirates. Oh my God, believe it. Okay, well, that's a different one, but... (laughs) Whatever they (laughs) But um, yeah, so it's it's literally all the synopsis says it's a soccer anime about two boys. One's really good and one's not so good, and they become friends or Uh-oh. something. There's a rugby anime coming out in the in the fall. Ooh, it's probably going to be about a boy who likes to get underneath of another boy. <laughs> you know, tackle me and get on uh, top. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Full mount. Hey, that's that's an actual technical term for jujitsu. Good job. He's gonna give him a full mount. Well, that's and, not. And then and, and then he's gonna turn it into a body triangle. Oh god. Well, I mean, a reverse body triangle, so they can you know <laughs> do that thing an, that an inverted body triangle. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh my gods. Okay. Um. Who's who's next? For you god's are. Sake. Oh yeah, I am. Okay. What will undoubtedly be the best anime of this season is the next anime on my list. I would just say that right now. And that is Puzzle Oh God. Ekusu. It's Puzzle and Dragons X. Puzzle and Dragons X. Hell yes. Yeah. Okay. Here's why Puzzle and Dragons X is going to be the biggest anime of the year. Are you ready? Okay. Tell it, me. It's a show for little kids. Okay. Much like every other show for little kids that are constantly on the top ten ratings list in Here's Japan. A problem. I've got a problem already. Okay. This show is never going to end. It won't. It'll be. It'll be. It's, there's no way we're going to be able to review this. It's going to go on for the next ten years. I'll stop after the first season and review it. 
if if we even watch it. The uh, but think think about it. Yokai Watch, Pokemon, um, One Piece. Every single every single little kid show that ever comes out in Japan is a, is a huge hit on TV. Except there's one difference. What's that? That those other shows didn't have 41 million global downloads as of January 2015. Did they though? So Puzzle Dragons is a is by. It's almost a joke by how far it's the most played mobile app mobile game in the world. Um, as of as of last year, there there were 41 million global downloads for Puzzle Dragons, which makes it like uh, ten times more than the next than the next biggest game, which I think is Clash of Clans. And 32 million of those are in Japan. Do you know that that means? Including like people on their deathbed and babies that aren't even born, that are barely even born, that one in four people in Japan has downloaded Puzzle Dragons. Do you know how absurd that is? That is pretty insane. That's like saying 70 million Americans, actually more than 70 million. That's like saying almost, that's like saying 90 million Americans okay. downloaded Puzzle Dragons. How many, what was the total number of uh, Puzzle Dragons downloads that you mentioned earlier? As of as of January 2015, mm-hmm. which by the way, they add like a gajillion more every day. Sure. This is a year and a half old. 41 million. Uh, Pokemon has sold more than 279 oh, mobile, mobile million. App. I'm talking about mobile apps. Doesn't matter. That's the only way you can get the game is mobile. But I wouldn't have made that statement. They have made. They've sold. 30, you said thirty million units. But I wouldn't have made that statement. It wouldn't be a big deal if we if you were comparing it to like Grand Theft Auto and shit. It wouldn't even be like in the top twenty. Right, but I'm saying like thirty million isn't that big in the grand. I mean, because it's a free app for one. It is, but they so, also but so they gave away thirty million free apps, and people have bought almost three hundred million physical. It's not units. Stay fix in the chat says it's just Candy Crush. It's not just Candy Crush. Um, the game makes 1.5 billion with a B in Bro, revenue you... every year <clears throat> as of last year. Pokemon has earned. Why are you comparing this to Pokemon? 57.6 billion in revenue since, as of since, since like 1980. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, so basically. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a gigantic hit because almost almost every single person in Japan with a cell phone. Actually, I'm curious. Download how can you see can you find out how many people in Japan own a cell phone? Oh, God, everyone. <laughs> no, 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 for sure not because like you gotta you gotta get rid of like everybody under age ten, and everybody over age like seventy. I mean, I don't know if that's a number I can just find by you, you can you can find it. So mobile phone penetration rate for Japan. I said penetration. <laughs> so anyway, well, while you look that up, uh, it's done by Studio Piero. It's for sure going to be a little kids show. I watched the trailer. It'll make no sense if you don't play Puzzle Dragons. If you do play Puzzle Dragons, you're going to love it. It's for sure not Candy Crush. And um, I am ranked 340 in Puzzle Dragons. I'm working on my I'm working on my Hypermax Shiva team. It's pretty badass. Did you find it for me? Um, I'm not finding it. I am finding that. Um I mean, they're, they're, they give me statistics like 57% of middle schoolers on a cell phone. So let's see if you can find it. I'll tell you what. You look it up while I do my okay. next uh, pick here. So this one was my... Puzzle Dragons X. Buy. Download Puzzle Dragons right now. Okay. I did, and I played it for a little while, and then it got bored. But anyways, so my number two 
pick uh, was my fifth choice, so still had to go pretty far down. I, I think I did the worst out of everyone as far as I didn't get my first or second pick, and everybody else got at least one of the two, if not both, of their first and second pick. So I didn't do pretty well. I didn't do that well. That's okay. Um, so my fifth choice, second blah, 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 is Ama Ama Inazuma. Interesting name. Uh, and this show, I picked it because... I, I thought it could be an interesting story. Um, it is about... I'll, I'll read you the synopsis and then I'll talk about it. So, uh, Kohei in- Inuzuka is a teacher who has been caring for his little daughter on his own since his wife's death. He's not good at cooking. And uh, so he and his daughter have been eating packaged uh, meals from the convenience store. A series of events leads him uh, one evening to a restaurant run by the mother of one of his students her mother isn't there, but the student does her best to feed them both. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They become friends. Okay. So I, I think it's an interesting story because it's about a single father, which is not something you see ever, hardly, in yeah, anime. Yeah, that's um, fairly rare. And it's about him raising his daughter. Um, a little questionable because he befriends one oh of God. his students. Oh, please. Oh, good. I, th- I, th- I thought you were going to say his daughter's friends or something. No, terrible. no, but... It, it, it talks about how he meets one of uh, one of his students and they kind of become friends and she kind of like um, spends time with, with him and his daughter. So it's a little okay. weird because, you know, there's that interaction between him and his student. So I don't know. But I mean, that's why I had it like at fifth. I didn't put it up too high because I, I thought it could be interesting, but it also could be a little weird. Um, the studio is TMS Entertainment. Okay who has worked on a number of things here. Uh, what do we have? We've got D. Grayman on here, um, some Yomushi Petal. Um, Interesting. Yeah, if you I know how much you love Yo- Yomushi Petal. Oh, man, I'll tell you right now, probably my favorite anime of all time. Is it really? Nope. <laughs> um, yeah, they've worked on a few different things. Uh, nothing really jumping out at me scrolling through the list here. A couple of not-so-good shows. A lot of Detective Conan so oh, that's really okay yeah i don't know could be an interest could be a, a little cute slice of life show or not could be super creepy all right so i found a website that had an estimate that said that 53 percent of japanese people had a cell phone i don't really know if that's 53 percent of just like eligible participants like maybe they're only sampling people ages like 10 to 60 or something i don't know but right. that but that would that, that would put the uh, the number of smartphone users in japan at 68 million people which divided by thir- let's see 32 million divided by 68 32 million Puzzle Dragons Allos in Japan divided by 68. About half of every single person in Japan that has owns a cell phone has downloaded Puzzle Dragons. That's inaccurate. Why? Because you have to take into account times that people have downloaded it more than once. If they've gotten a new phone and downloaded it on that phone. I don't know. I don't know like how the how the Puzzle Dragons downloads statistic is measured. It's it could be total, total downloads, most likely. It could likely. be total users. I don't really I don't even know. But regardless. It's a shitload of people. Yeah. It's oh, it, certainly. It's like ridiculous amounts. So anyway, I don't know. I'll, I'll quit harping on that now. We got to move on. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. So who's next? You are, sir. Chiaki's next? All right, well, I guess Chiaki, yeah. All right. So let's see. I don't know shit about this anime. We got to type it in here. Surprise, surprise. This is really hard doing other people's animes because I don't know. Because um, you keep getting distracted by puzzle dragon yeah. statistics. Yeah. So <laughs> this next anime is I'm I'm guessing based on a game. I think it is. It's Tales of Oh Z- yes. Zales, Tales of Zestiria. Yes. The X. I had this on my list. It looks 
gorgeous. It's done by it's the studio's UFO table, which means that the the Fate Stay Night people are losing their their shit. Yes, it is a twentieth anniversary celebration of the Tales of series that they're coming out with this anime. Um, I saw the PV; it looks absolutely gorgeous. I mean, but it's based on a game. It is based on the game, but the game is from known. a series that continually lays stinkers. Hey, that's not true. It is. I played almost all of them. All right, well, maybe. <laughs> they have some good ones, though. I played a lot of the Tales games, a lot of them. Even way back to, like, Tales of Destiny and the ones on the PlayStation. Mm. Anyway, Sori is a human youth. <laughs> That's what it says, a human youth. That's how I want myself to be described. There must be a lot of, like, non-humans in this. Kazuo is a human male. <laughs> um, who grew up among the Seraphim. There we go. Spiritual beings not visible to humans. Sori believes in the folklore that says, Long ago, every human was able to see Seraphim and dreams of unraveling the ancient mystery to make a world a place where people and Seraphim can live together in peace. However, one day he is visited. He visits, he visits the human capital for the very first time and he becomes embroiled in an incident during which he pulls out a holy sword embedded in a, in a rock. So he's... Okay, so he's um, King Arthur. Mm-hmm. And ends up becoming a shepherd, one who casts away calamity from the world. He begins to realize the gravity of his mission and his dream of coexistence between mankind and the seraphim become more intense. And thus, the shepherd embarks on an amazing journey with his companions. That, that came from the actual website, which I'm guessing is Namco, because that's the company that makes the Tales game. Here's my view on this, because we both know just as much about it. <laughs> um, the, I, I did watch the PV. I did pick this show, put the show on my list because... This show has undoubtedly a crap ton of money behind it. Just from looking at the animation, it looks incredible. And if they can just string together a decent story, I, I think it's going to be very good. I mean, I, I think it's gonna, it can potentially have incredible action sequences. And if it's just a, a, a paint-by-number story, I think it'll be worth the watch. Well, I just looked up the game's meta score, 41 reviews for it. And like most Tales games, it's damn mediocre with a 73 percent that's not mediocre that's it, good i would i don't i don't even buy games that like if i look up a game in the store if i'm in like gamestop and i pull a game up on my phone and look at look at its ratings and it's got a 73 i never buy it interesting but i don't know the the, the tales games have been letting me down badly because after i played tales of graces f a few years ago on ps3 which has five percent higher than this one i I almost could never play a Tales game again. That's how that's how bad that that game was. Okay, but um, whatever. It's UFO table, so it'll look gorgeous, right? Yeah, looking gorgeous. I, I gotta admit, even though I'm skeptical because the Tales games have been letting me down hardcore, the uh, it sounds like the most exciting anime we've had so far. I think still yeah, until this point, I think it has potential. It could also be horrible, but it does have potential. Um, okay, so next up is Kimiko's second pick um which was her second choice lucky lucky um and this is another classic kimiko pick <laughs> oh jesus yeah this, of course it is this one is called cheer donshi cheer donshi revolves around the slight quote slightly odd and cute members of a cheerleading squad at a men's university that's oh the entire synopsis god. right there oh my god <sighs> god damn it she is the yaoi gami <sighs> So that's literally the entire synopsis. It, slightly odd and cute members of a men's cheerleading squad. Need more be said? The studio is Brains Base. Brains Base, yep. Um, fairly well known. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever really... 
Oh, okay, yeah. They've done like Dura Dura, Bacano. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Um, the director is oh, it's a female director. You don't see that that oh, often. Oh no shit. Who is it? Uh let's see here. Ai Yoshimura. Um, who has done oh wow, Aoharu Ride. Um Dance with Devils. I'm unfamiliar with that. <laughs> what? What is that? I have no idea. I'm just making making noises. Um, that's pretty much it. She did Oh How to Ride and Dance with Devils. So not, not bad. She's right. got some experience. Are right, we gonna move on? So I don't think anybody nobody cares about Chirodanshi. God damn it, Kimiko. It's Fujoshi, babe. <laughs> this not, is summer of Fujoshi. Every sh- see, I can't yell at her because she's honestly, not here to defend honestly, herself. Say, but it kind of grosses me out. But yeah, Fujoshi stuff is is nasty. All right, you're up next. Um, the next anime, my number one pick. Uh, almost, almost by like, like a requirement. I had to put this is Berserk second season. Yeah, high five. High five. Except it's CG. Yeah. You, do you want to <laughs> do you want to see something really funny? What's that? This anime is done by Studio Millie Vanilli. Millie Pensy. <laughs> oh, never mind. I want you to look at this list of anime that Millie Pensy has done and tell me which one doesn't belong on this list. <laughs> no, 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 wait, no, don't don't laugh. Just take a look. TQ, every, tons of TQ stuff. Okay. Wake Up Girls, um, Ta- Takamiya, Masanodes. And then, so you got like. It is all little. Lolicon, Lolicon, Moe, 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 Lolicon, Wake Up Girls, Wake Up Girls 2, uh, Moe, Moe, Lolicon, and then. Berserk. And then Guts. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's all they've done. That's This is the entire list. That is really funny. Um, the chat says get hype. Yeah, I looked at the, I watched the PV a few times, and it definitely looks like Berserk. I mean, I, I, I'm not that offended by the CG in it, but I'm sure people are pissed already, even though it's not out yet because it's got the CG show. You know, it has guts in it. He's he's running around massacring dev demons and uh, being haunted by them, and looking like a friggin' badass, and you know, waving his giant sword around. The director is Itagaki Shin, who directed Basquatch, Bento, Black Cat. Basquatch? Yeah. Basquatchy? Basquatchy? You remember that show? <laughs> no, I remember you guys talking about it. Was it. That, it was that show where like the robots played basketball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Terrible. Yeah, I remember you guys lis- uh, listening to like one of the first episodes of this podcast, and you guys were talking about it. So um, I know this is supposed to follow up right after the first season of Berserk, mm-hmm. and if that is true, it'll probably be really dark, like hideously dark. Yeah. The first episode of Berserk is like either in Ooh. this is either in this arc or like right as the arc's starting. And that first episode of Berserk, I watched it again a couple like like six months ago. That's one of the darkest episodes of anime I've ever watched. It's dark as the last episode. Yeah, yeah. it is. It really the is. Dark episode. The last episode was. God. The last episode is just like violent and brutal. Yeah. I mean, like the image, the verbal imagery oh, in yeah. the first episode is crazy. I mean, it's like like the demon talking about it's like your f- your flesh, your life, everything. It belongs to me. I mean, it's just like hideously dark. You know, demons haunting poor guts to to the ends of the earth. And um, I have high hopes for it. So I mean, so is I this, grew up on Berserk. Is this a, a great show? Is this a sequel to it? Is it supposed to take place afterwards That's or what I prequel or? Okay, that, that was my understanding. All right. The Black Swordsman arc is that's guts becomes the Black Swordsman after he, like after the after the original first season right, of Berserk. Right. So, because in the first episode he's the Black Swordsman already, which the first episode is really the last episode, right? right? Which by the way is really clever. Yeah, to do it like that. Um, 
So it's yeah. So Stay Fix says it's after the movies, and um, I don't think we're gonna have any Costca in this since uh, well she spoilers gets, spoilers she gets like raped and torn apart or eaten. Does she get eaten? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She does definitely get definitely gets raped though. That's man, that's crazy. Yeah, I gotta rewatch that original series, man. It's been too it's, long. It's like it's so good that every time I put it on, I get sucked. Like I, I put it on to find like a small clip of something, mm-hmm. and I end up watching like three whole episodes every time. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see, man. We are freaking awesome. Running out of time here, so um, we're way over actually. Yeah. Moving along, uh, my so my number one pick or choice or pick or whatever was the third anime I had on my list. So I did again. Did I did the worst <laughs> of everyone. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a good show. It is the sequel to Arslan Senki. Yeah. This one is, I'm pretty sure you're going to get a good show out of this one. I think so. Uh, the, the original, se- so f- uh, I guess for those that don't know, um, Arslan Senki is, um, gosh, how would you describe it? It is an adventure kind of, uh, it's a fantasy world with like war and politics. Yeah, pretty much. It's about this young boy whose kingdom gets taken over. His father's killed i think yeah in the first episode and then hugely popular yeah and then he goes on this uh journey with his crew and kind of rebuilds his army and then comes back to take over so um it's a continuation of that and they have a trial by combat yes halfway through the show that's freaking awesome that is yeah for sure so very cool show um one of my gripes with the original season was that there 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 were some lulls in it where like there was an arc uh, towards the middle where they went to a specific land that it was kind of like, okay, we're just killing time here. Um, And then there was also CG that was utilized in it poorly uh, in some of the um, war sequences where you would, and, and this is common, you know, there's a number of people on the battlefield. So it's like, it's easier to just make them via CG, but it was so um, it, it just stuck out. And like, every character was a copy paste of the other. So I was like, Oh my gosh, that's pretty sad. But the, the sequel, if, if it's, if the original is any indication, the sequel should be great. Yeah. I mean, Arslan Senki was a show that was really popular in both the U S or the West or whatever you want to call it. And Japan. I mean, to my knowledge, popular everywhere. Yeah. So, which is kind of odd because it doesn't really seem like a show that would resonate with Japan that well. You know, it doesn't have any, like, cutesy shit in it. There's no music. There's no Fujoshi. There's no harems. It's nothing like that. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, that should be good. I mean, if any show, if, if I'm sure any show this season will be good, it's, it's that one. Even Definitely. more so than Berserk. I, yeah, because that I'm, one's proven to, to, to be good, so. All right, so Chiaki's last pick is uh, 91 Days. And I'm watching the trailer right now. Oh, yeah, now, this is high up on my list. trailer is like, nothing happens in this trailer. He's it, talking and he's talking. Yeah, he's 91 talking days takes place during the. Um, he shoots a gun and that's it. Uh, what's it called? Uh, 1920s. Yeah, but but Five. it's the the time where they are like um, making alcohol illegal and so. Right. It's a lot of prohibition. Like, prohibition era. That's what I was thinking of. Um, main, main character Avilo arrives to join the Vampiro family mafia, undercover in order to seek revenge for of of the killers who killed his parents and brother in this mafia. A killing starts. A killing starts killing? What? Are you sure you're reading That's what it says. Look, right here. A killing starts killing. Look, a killing starts killing right there. People need Even to proof- worse, it says a killing starts kills. Whatever. People need to proofread their shit. 
That's revenge hilarious. starts new revenge. A killing start. A killing starts kills. A revenge starts new revenge. A story of vengeance and sorrow starts Ooh, now. That is a terrible synopsis. Somebody who wrote that is so basically. This guy that. tries to get in with the mafia that killed his family and ends up causing a chain of yeah, events. He wants revenge. Yeah. It's done by Studio Shuka, who did a bunch of Dudadada stuff. Um, actually, they have done literally nothing but Dudadada. How many friggin' spinoffs does Dudadada have? Is it light novel, um, light novel, light novel, light novel? Okay, they've done like how many a, series? There's they've done I ten, think three, ten thousand light novels for Dudadada, and Natsume Yujincho Go, and then this. I thought it looked cool. That it's unique. Um, they've done obviously Dudadada, so. That's quality, so I, I don't know. It could be good. The director did the it's director like, who is Hiro Kaburaki directed Tonari no Kaibutsukun and Hozuki no Reitetsu, which might yeah. be why Chiaki picked this. It is undoubtedly the most unique show this season. Everything else we've seen already a million times before, but this is like a, a new, well, uh, not entirely new because we have had shows set in this kind of era before, but I think it looked good. All right. All right. Um, this is the last show on the list. Oh, yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah, okay, Kimiko's so this is one. Kimiko's number one pick, which is also her first choice. I it's re- probably I really Fujoshi. got screwed. <laughs> um, so, yes, her number one pick was Orange, which... Um, her shows have the most horrible titles. She, You know what, though? She has a very, um, like, she has a very uh, uh, unique style that she goes for like it's 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 very much her own i guess but like which is a nice way of saying it's terrible orange (laughs) i'm sorry can we just agree orange is a shitty title for anything yeah i mean it's not a title that's a color uh cheer donshi i don't know i guess yeah days i mean give me a break let me tell you what orange is about um uh so it says here one day uh naho receives a letter written to herself from 10 years in the future uh, as Naho reads on, the letter recites the exact events of the day, including the transfer of a new student into her class named Kakeru Naruse. Uh, the Naho from 10 years later repeatedly states that she has many regrets and she wants to fix these by making sure the Naho from the past can make the right decisions, especially regarding Kakeru. Time travel show? Not quite. How uh, did she change something from the past then? She wrote a letter... So it's kind of time travel. She wrote a letter to her younger self. Uh, is it like that? Is it like that movie where Keanu Reeves put the letter puts the letter in the mailbox and the woman from the future? Can ah, it? yes, Lake House, I believe. It's <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock. Oh man, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Fantastic movie. Just kidding, it was terrible. But <laughs> surprise, surprise, Keanu Reeves. Um, so let's see. I was just at the end here. Uh, what's more shocking is that she de- discovers that ten years later, Kokeru will no longer be with them. Future Naho asked her to watch over him closely. Okay. So kind of oddly similar to that anime that I have that's about the guy who's 27 and then goes back 10 years, except in this case, instead of going back 10 years, she sends a letter to herself 10 years ago. I'm sorry. It sounds really, it sounds pretty cool, honestly, but not very original. No. Um, We'll see. It's another kind of like romancy type show where if, if I had a dollar for every anime that was about changing out of the future or the past, I'd have a, enough dollars to, I don't know, change the future. To change the future <laughs> or the past. Okay, so, yeah. that was the last one. So, um, what do you think is going to be the best show from this season? Ooh, that is a fantastic question. Um, best show of the season. Yeah. 
gosh, I'm gonna have to say, hmm. So there, there are some there. Like Berserk is a is a solid choice, yeah, just because of its past and everything that we've seen already. But uh, to not pick the obvious pick, um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Tales of Hysteria. Okay. I think it's got a lot of potential. It could be terrible, but I think it also could be pretty awesome. I think the most likely thing that that will happen with Tales of Zisteria will be that it will be beautiful. Yeah. But we'll not have much else. We'll see. I mean, um, we'll find out. I mean, there have been. I I know there's a stigma on anime made after games, but um, if you well, remember, when the game's already out and it has a uh, terrible reviews. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have terrible reviews at all. Okay, seventy three is a mi- that's not terrible me- at all. That's a mediocre. good score. Yeah. If you look at any ranking, any any review uh, scale, seventy three is a good score. I that's play- equivalent to a, uh, a listen, three and a half. Listen, I've played Tales games that have better scores than that that were very bad. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Uh, that's okay. Well, but that well, you, that's your opinion. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. It, it has great potential, but it also could just be not very good at all. All right, well, I, I think that the best anime of the season is probably going to be Arslan Senki. Yeah. I think that's pretty much... Uh, I was just trying to go with something that we didn't already know was going to be good. You know, like Berserk and Arslan Senki, we've already seen them, so we know they're good. I think they should make... Well, I'll save that joke for later. All right, we got... We got <laughs> good Lord, we got to move on. Okay. All right. Uh, so we're going to take another news break, and when we come back, we're going to have like the quickest review ever of Bubuki Budonki, which is probably long enough. Awesome. Okay. And we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> All right. Bye. Everybody, this is Mitsugi, and it's time for your second anime news break. Well, it seems like there's an awful lot of news about Sonic the Hedgehog coming out of Sega lately, as it was confirmed at the end of Sonic's 25th anniversary party in Tokyo that there is a new Sonic project that is going to be launching in 2017. Now, they haven't yet announced what this project is going to be, but they say that they're going to announce it in San Diego on July 22nd at another Sonic 25th anniversary party. And previously, we had already known that Sega was planning on creating a live-action-slash-animation hybrid film with Sony Pictures that was going to release in 2018 that features Sonic the Hedgehog. So, it looks like Sega is trying to breathe more life back into what has otherwise been an underwhelming franchise property in recent years. Next up, we have some news coming from Higurashi no Nakukoroni. It looks like there is a second Higurashi live-action movie that is planned and is going to be premiering in November. The film is going to cover the Higurashi no Nakukoro ni Kai, otherwise known as the second season of Higurashi, of, uh, and will consist of four 60-minute episodes. The, uh, the main cast from the original movie are going to maintain their roles in this follow-up. Well, it's an important thing that they're, that they're making this follow-up live-action movie as the crux and the majority of the Higurashi no Nakukoroni story does take place in the second season, so without it, viewers would probably be pretty confused. Next up, something very exciting. 
it was announced that Trigger's Little Witch Academia anime OVA, which you have heard me praise numerous times, has been greenlit for a full anime series. The story of Little Witch Academia is about an ordinary girl who joins a famous witch academy for witch girls. Uh, When she was younger, she went to a magical circus where she saw a witch named Shiny Chariot who mesmerized her and inspired her to want to become a witch. And this heartwarming tale of, of growing up and becoming a witch was absolutely marvelous in the OVA series, and it's really exciting to see that this is going to be getting more content. So look out for more from Little Witch Academia and Trigger in the future. Finally, one more anime announcement. Suecia's Weekly Shonen Jump magazine revealed that the anime My Hero Academia a recent favorite, is indeed going to be getting a second season and that the second season will cover the UA Sports Festival arc of the manga. They did not say exactly when the second season was going to air. However, all you need to know is that for those of you that are fans of the My Hero Academia manga or anime series, that you have more content to look forward to coming out in the future, so keep your eyes and ears open for more about that. This has been Mitsugi and your second anime news break, and now we're going to get back to the podcast. Chianki, what's that? Mitsugi, what what are you doing looking at my computer screen? Get out of here. Was that a... No. I I think it was. No, it wasn't. Come on, Chianki. We've all played a hentai game before. It's nothing to be ashamed. Will you just get out of here? Okay, I will. Thank you. If you tell me where you got it. Really, Mitsugi? Yeah, you know, I bought hentai games before in Akihabara, but they're all in Japanese. I can barely get halfway through them before I get frustrated and have to quit. I can't understand a word that's on the screen. Well, maybe you should study more. Plus, that one looks really high quality. I mean, look at all the artwork on her. I'm looking at my computer screen again. Fine, but you get my point. Alright, if it makes you go away, I got it off jlist.com. Jlist.com? Don't they just have figures and bentos and stuff? Well, yeah, but they also have some more adult things, too. They have a huge library of English-translated visual novels, and yeah, not all of them are adults. Some are like Steinsgate, and they're always bringing out more. But if you're into the adult stuff, they also have some other things that, well, may help you enjoy those visual novels. Whoa, I'll have to check it out now. Great. Go to jlist.com and look at all the adult things you want on your computer, because mine is busy, so if you'll excuse me. Right. Don't worry, I won't bother you again. I'll be too busy looking at jlist.com. And we're back to the 330th episode of the AAA podcast. 330 episodes. That's incredible. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I I think I've only been here for... A hundred or so. Not even a hundred. I think oh, really? my first was two forty-five. Ah, uh, it seems I, like you've always been here. <laughs> it seems like I never leave. Um, I recently went back and started listening to the first couple of episodes I was on, just because. And it's funny because like the first episode I was on was two forty-five, um, which I think was also one of our season pick episodes. Uh-huh. And the second episode I was on was a drinking episode, which is fantastic. But you'll notice like. The first couple minutes, I'm super nervous and like I barely say anything. And then, like, I just kind of flip a switch and I'm like, all right. And then I just become me and I haven't changed since. Nice. Yeah. You got used to it. 
All right, so uh, Chiaki picked this anime, Bubuki Budonki, and then... And then she left us. Left us and never watched it, which is, uh, well, unfortunate, because if you don't know, well, this anime kind of sucks. <laughs> kind of sucked ass. Spoilers. Spoilers, it kind of sucks. Or as the or as the guy from The Critic would say, it stinks. What? That, that old cartoon with John Lovitz that was on Cartoon Network. Uh, What year did that come out? Um, is this all the, some, also the 80s? Sometime in the 90s. No. Oh, okay. Heck no. Heck no. All right. Bubuki Budonki is an anime that's done by Studio Sans Again. Sans Again? Yeah. They've done a lot of stuff. They've done, um, they did, they, they, they did some Initial D, Black Rock Shooter, um, Arpeggio Blue Steel, which, oh, God, Heavy Object, <laughs> Miss Monochrome. Yeah. So, wow, so they've done some terrible stuff. They did Arslan Senki's first season. No way. Oh, no, no, never mind. I oh, lied. God, I was like, get out of here. They, they did the TV special for Arslan Senki. Some of, a little bit of Initial D, some of the Initial D movies. Yeah. So the story of Bubiki Budonki, I'm going to read this because I don't know what the hell this is about. Um, when Azuma, <laughs> You've watched the whole series and you don't even know what it's about. When Azuma Kazuki returns after 10 years... After he returns to the, to the I can't talk. Do you want me to read this one? Please read it. I can't talk. When Azuma Kazuki returns to Japan after ten years, he gets assaulted by a group of armed men and becomes their prisoner. Kogane Asabugi. They did horrible section. No, a childhood friend saves him with a weapon on her right hand, known as a babuki, a weapon with its own mind. Azuma, who is a babuki user himself, learns about the existence of babuki and goes on a journey alongside the companions he has found in an attempt to find and revive Obu, a buranki, uh, who sleeps underground. So, the story begins. They're in like some fantasy land. Called Treasure Island. Terrible name. And it is a floating island. Strike one. <laughs> Strike one. It is a floating island. Um, can, can I just say that there's no treasure? The no tre treasure. The, tr the treasure was inside you all this time. Bullshit. <laughs> there's no treasure. <laughs> no, there's not. So, okay, it uh, the story begins, floating island. Uh, this kid, his twin sister, his mother and father all live on this island. His mother um, is kind of this like super-powered character who controls slash fights these giant monsters. With her vagina. With her? No. <laughs> Um, so she like controls and fights these giant monsters and she has a giant monster of her own in her vagina. <laughs> God damn it. And it's dark and full of terrors. Just like the night. <laughs> okay. It's game of Thrones. The night is yes, dark and full of I know. terrors. Uh, yeah, I know. I got it. By the way, speaking of treasure, can, oh, I, can I just say that uncharted four yes. was a masterpiece. I know. Oh my god, it was amazing. Some say one of the greatest games of all time. It definitely had one of the greatest endings of all time, I would say. Did you just grab my hand? No, I'm just kidding. I did, I grabbed your hand. <laughs> I hold it lovingly, I gave it a squeeze. <laughs> no, because I was playing with the bottle caps. Um, so, okay, so first episode begins. Little boy, his twin, his twin sister, I think. Yeah, they're twins. Um, mother and father living on this island. Mother's kind of guarding the place of these giant monsters. She has her own giant monster. The little kids inherit her ability to control the giant monsters, I guess. Um, this is all happens in the first episode. And the daughter, the girl, um, twin, kind of like runs off to, she wants to 
go and jump into the, in, into the giant mech monster thing and like control it and ends up opening like a hole to the earth below and her and her little brother fall through it. Now, then you skip to 10 years later where the little brother kind of meets his friends and so forth and the story continues. But one thing that stuck with me throughout the entire anime is what the hell happened to the girl? Um, you never see her again, ever. She- we could we could make up her circumstances. What ha- I, I she really... falls into the ocean and gets eaten by one of those giant crabs that lives at the bottom of, of the Sea of Japan. They're both there. They both her, fall through her, to Earth. Her mangled body's gonna and wash you up on the never sh- see her again. Her mangled body's gonna wash up on the shore with like four crabs attached to it a couple months from now. For a while, I thought the main villain female would turn out to be his sister, but no, it's not. It's just some lady from before. So I don't. If anybody in the chat knows what happens to her, please let me know. Because nothing. So you skip to 10 years later, and the little boy has just been living on Earth, I guess, by himself, because he just fell to Earth, and now he's 10 years... Li- he was six years old when he fell. Sorry. I, I keep playing with these bottle caps, <laughs> and they keep making noise. Um, so I, get, I, I don't know where he's been, but uh, when, he turn, when he's 16 years old, he's now being chased by these... Gods in heaven. Can I just say that for the first two episodes of this anime, I had no freaking clue what was happening. No, same here. No no clue at all. I mean, like, the first episode, her mo- his mom is flying around and fighting these giant mech robots. And then the second episode, he wakes up in this place and gets rescued by a girl who controls a, like, hand thing that I can't even... Des- I can't even describe what... It- it's like... It's like the, it's like a giant version of the hamburger helper with graffiti on it. <laughs> it is. That flies around and kicks people and shit with its fingers. And then this guy with a handgun comes and tries to kill them. And then they have a battle. Okay. And then they have battles for like 10 straight episodes that aren't really that good. And then there's no story and then it ends. So that's I, the whole show. I can I, kind of explain. Let's wrap it up. I give it a. <laughs> no, I can kind of explain it. All right. Because it does somewhat make sense. So you have people that have these. Um, almost these they have these weapons. They could be like a spear or a gun or a giant hand or whatever. And these, if you get five of these people, they can join together and create one of the giant mech monster type things. And so these four kids join the main character who has the heart, which is also what you need to control one of these monsters. And they create they they're able to operate Obu, which is was originally the boy's mother's thing. And then there are these other organizations that are coming after them who also have their own giant mech monster things. Everybody has a giant mech monster. <laughs> it was like the big O, but CG and chaotic. Yeah. And and every monster has like two hands, two feet, and which they don't even, wouldn't it be two legs? Like, okay, I have two feet. Great. What do I do with that? I have no <laughs> legs. They're some nubs. And then so two legs, two feet, there are two ha- two two hands, two feet, and a and a heart. Right. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. This the show. I mean, it makes sense, but it doesn't because nothing ha- like it. Do- I don't. This is the worst show ever. <laughs> it's not the worst show ever. How did you like the fighting in it? Because the show has no story. So how? No. So, so I'm not even gonna try to explain the story. It had none. So how yeah. so how do you feel I mean, about it? Had a story, but it just didn't make any sense. Yeah. It didn't so matter. the mother Migiwa or whatever has a signal. She makes the signal that shuts off all of the hearts of all of the of all of the bubuki in Japan, and because of that, only one girl's heart continues to function, and so she gets hated on by um, 
everybody and all and because no one else can use their bubuki, the government sends people out to go kill all of the all of the bubuki users. And because of that, like a lot of hardship befalls the girl, the girl with the red hair, whatever her name is, and and then they fight and they want to go to Treasure Island, but I don't know why. I have no idea why they. I the one the boy I get I don't know. the boy I get he, he wants, wants to go to his, his mom, see, but his mom. everyone else wants to go. I don't. There's no treasure. Well, all the other Burangis or Babukis, the big guys, are all up on Treasure Island. The mother has been keeping them all on Treasure Island so they don't come to Earth and destroy things. So I guess maybe they want to go there to get the rest of the giant monsters. I don't don't know. know. I don't know. (laughs) The show doesn't. It's it's not very good. But uh, you were saying the action sequences. Um, There's some decent fight scenes. Um, It's all CG. The entire show CG. Just so you know. Um, so they have a little yes, bit, it is. they have a little more to work with as far as like the animation is concerned. Um, and, but and it, it didn't look especially great. No, I mean, it, it, it didn't offend me beyond belief, but, um, at the same time, I think I have a higher tolerance level than most for CG. Yeah, no, same here. I mean, I, I, I totally understand the use of it. Um, but a lot of times with the action sequences, they would do that thing that some anime will do where it's just one person charging at another person with a bunch of like colorful lines in the background and then like explosion, but like no intricate movements or anything like that. Let me explain something that I know you understand. Yeah. But to everybody else listening out there, I love you all sitting in your cubicle, getting through the day, barely listening to this podcast. Mm. You're welcome. Well, thank you. Um, action in an anime is only interesting when the circumstances behind the fight are something that you can invest in, or the, right. or at least the characters are something you can invest in, you have to know what the hell is going on. You first. have to know what they're fighting for. You have to have a vested mental interest in it, and you have to at least, or you have to at least like the participants in the fighting. Yeah. If you don't know what the hell is going on, and you don't give two rats shits about the characters, then they might as well not even have fight scenes because I don't care what happens. No, I completely. And that's agree. what this show is. Yeah, and I mean, I, I feel like it had potential, certainly, but they just, the the story to the writing was so terrible. Like, they, nothing, they, it, it was so inconsistent and just all over the place, and characters would just show up that there was no setup for. It was just like, oh, okay, who's this, per- I guess this person's here now, whatever. And it just became very formulaic for a while, like, especially during the middle of the show. They, they introduced this element where, one user can can go into uh, one-on-one combat with another user and they kind of like tie each other together with these wristbands and that just happens and you're like wait what <laughs> like because previous to that they had this all-out brawl and then now it's like no we're going into single one-on-one combat and no one else can interfere and it's like um okay it's, it was just completely random and all over the place what did you think about the american guy that shows up he was hilarious. Yet another like American <laughs> in an anime that is totally ridiculous. He was. I, I thought he was pretty funny. He he made me laugh because of how stupid he was. Yeah, but again, just nothing. Just horrible, horrible writing. It w- would be the downfall of the of show. It had so much potential. Like the story itself was interesting enough, but they just couldn't hold it together, and it left way too many questions for me. Like even from the very first episode, like what the heck happened to this kid's sister? She just gone nobody knows why why is this kid able to live on earth for 10 years by himself from age six and no one messes with him but it's all of a sudden when he's 16 the entire world's after him like when okay 
It, it just doesn't make any sense. I'm having an argument in the chat about Uncharted 4. That's good to know that you're which, uh, really involved in this review. The argument about Uncharted 4, which I don't can't believe I'm arguing because, I don't know, it'll be like one of four games that'll be on the game of the year list. Yeah. And yet I'm arguing about its quality. I, I don't know why. Um, is more interesting than this anime. That argument right there is more interesting than this anime. Yeah. It's just... I. It could have been so much better. I don't think so. It really could. No, have. I don't. I really don't think so because it, it it was so far off the mark. Yeah, it's. It was so far off the mark that like you would have to basically rewrite the whole story. Yeah, and I thought I heard someone say it's getting another season, and I can barely believe it. I mean, I it would have to get another season because it doesn't conclude, or it does. It doesn't. There's so many loose ends. But I, I can't imagine the entire second season is going to have to be nothing but tying up all the loose ends of the first season. I'm not, uh, you, like, you basically, cannot. the entire first season doesn't resolve anything at all. Like, it's just, we're going to introduce a bunch of elements. All right, bye. <laughs> You're like, wait, but you didn't resolve anything. So it's, it, You could not pay me to watch the second season of this because, honestly, for a 12-episode anime that I fell asleep three different times during... Yeah. Including right at the end, the very last episode, um, which it, was a flashback. It felt endless. It felt it felt like I watched fifty episodes. Yeah, and I think the reason why that why it feels like that is because the pacing and the content of the show was the exact same the entire time. So I can't really separate individual events that happened during the show. <laughs> like like if I was watching a normal anime, I'd be like, oh well, in this phase of the anime. There's a really depressing moment where this happens. Yeah. In this in this phase of the anime, they're they're traveling. In this phase of the anime, there's a big fight. That's I I I know where I came from and I know how I got there. In this anime, it's like they fought here, then they fought here, then they fought here, then they fought here, and every fight feels the same. It, and so I, I it all mashes together into this big pile of fight scenes, and then I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean a couple of things. One, it almost felt as if this whole anime took place over one day, because. There was no break in the... It was just, as you were saying, we're fighting here, now we're fighting here, now we're fighting here, and then now we're here, and it's over. You're like, okay. Um, but also, they didn't set anything up. So when you're introduced to characters or when there are different plot twists or different events take place, it's nothing set up. So you don't even really... You're not you're not invested in anyone. It's, it's just... It's complete, completely... It's almost as if they had a different person write each episode and then they just threw it all together. I think I liked maybe a few of the fight scenes in the show, but I don't like super robot either. I've said I don't that. Mind it. I've said that before. I don't like it. Like when I like this anime feels like Gurren Logon to me. Yeah. And the parts of the fights I enjoy are when they're fighting with like their spears and stuff. I, I like that part. Right. I'm not really interested in watching a giant robot punch another giant robot. I just don't get off on that. I, I do want to say I appreciate that we are both on the same page about this. I also didn't get off on Pacific Rim. I liked Pacific Rim. I thought it was just an okay like summer movie. It didn't mm. wasn't some mind blowing event, um, and because I just don't like Super Robot. Yeah. I, I would much rather like a, a, a robot show where like I can see the gears inside the robot moving. I I got. I want to see them putting gasoline in the robot. <laughs> you know, I, I want like, I want sitting at the pump. I want more, <laughs> their I, robot. I want more like grounded stuff, you know? Okay. So when the robot is like huge, like 
and right. can float well, into the sky magically. I'm like, oh, that doesn't make sense. To be fair, that is a matter of taste, taste. and preference. One hundred percent, you're correct. That, yeah, that that doesn't have anything to do with the quality of, uh, you know, the objective quality of the show. That's just your preferences. The chat's mad because I compared it to Gurren Logon. Yeah. only in that they're both super robot. Right. That's it. That's all. Okay, that that makes sense. Yeah, but Gurren Lagann I enjoyed. So yeah, the ending of Gurren Lagann didn't, didn't make much more sense than this anime, though. <laughs> yeah, he does throw a planet. That is true. So I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, good lord, I think I like the music of the ending theme. I don't. But I can't remember. remember it now. I want to give a shout out to YouTube for having this show available so I can switch it over <laughs> to double speed. Oh, my God. That was amazing. I was like, oh, thank you, YouTube. I watched it on Crunchyroll. Yeah. So, so. If, if it's on YouTube, it has the option to like change the, the playback speed, so I just switched it to two times. And I was like, oh, this is way better. Yeah, I... I knew it was going to be bad. I just knew it. I mean, like, the, first of all, the title is dumb. Real dumb. What do, I get... Bubuki, Budonki. Okay, um... The the robots are called Budonki, right? Sure. No, 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 no. They're called Bubukis. No, 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 no. Wait, which is the Bubuki? Is I don't know the little things, and then the Budonkis. Okay, the Bubukis are the robots. So what the hell is a Budonki? That's the little thing with the hand and the spear and the gun. No, no, no. A Bubuki is the are the robots, and the Budonki are titans who sleep underground. Obu is a is a is a Budonki. Okay. What? I got it. So wait, what are the little weapons? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> God. I don't understand anything. I feel so deflated. Let's score it. Yeah. <clears throat> this anime's bad. Um, I honestly don't know, like... Um, I feel like the only way you could really like this show is if you love... If you, like, loved Power Rangers or something, like, giant no. robots just fighting and... No. You, like, <laughs> you no. still wouldn't like it. Nope. I loved Power Rangers growing up. Still didn't like it. Um... If you just want to watch like fight scenes with no with no story, <laughs> I guess. Is that am I closer? I mean, the fight scenes aren't even that well animated. It's just explosions and charging. We did this to ourselves. How did we do this? Didn't we pick a sh- didn't we pick the show that had like the worst score? No, we did that when oh, the that girls were the last on. show. That was the last that was two episodes ago. Yeah, we did that for the girls that they had to watch the worst show. And then Kimiko never watched it. How is she getting out of watching all this bad stuff? I don't know. She's very sneaky. We need to have like a thing where, where we make Kimiko watch an extra anime that's like I love how horrendously bad. I do want to say all I, by herself. I love how there was a stretch where the girls weren't on. So you and I reviewed all of our shows. And right. then all we were left with were Kimiko's and Chiaki shows. Yep. And now we're reviewing all of theirs. Yes, I noticed that. <laughs> we're getting screwed, man. This is the, the, we're taking over. This is the Mitsugi and, and Kazuo show. Basically. With occasional guests, Chiaki and Kimiko. Yeah. Uh, Chiaki should be back next week. Kimiko ought to be back next week, which means you won't be, probably. Oh, wow. I get a week off? <laughs> All right. Yeah, go go to uh, get your knee looked at. Yeah, seriously. Or something. Yeah, if we have any uh, orthopedic surgeons in the audience... <laughs> Hit me up. We probably on do. Twitter. I imagine that out of our out of all of our listeners, at least one person probably is an orthopedic surgeon <laughs> that could diagnose your knee injury. Oh, that would be fantastic. Although it does sound like some kind of a 
I think it might be an LCL tear. Yeah, it sounds like it's, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. So we all remember the name of Chi from Chobits. This is the intro trivia question. But oh, yes. You, but do you remember the name of Hideki's smaller mobile Persicom? Yes, of course. You're reading it. You're cheating. I sure am. You didn't know it. <laughs> nope. Her, her name was Sumomo. 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 Okay. Momo meaning peach. She also was peach colored. <laughs> is she is she a sumo peach? Like a sumo wrestler? Oh my god, that that's so like clever. She's a sumo momo. I know. Japanese people would love that. Did you know that? Because <laughs> oh. they love word puns and word humor. So like the fact that you just made a word pun, they would love that. That's awesome. Um Godius Maximus just diagnosed my knee. He said it be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> How clinical of you. Thanks. I like your bedside your bedside humor. Your bedside manner. It's like, yeah, man, I know what's wrong with your knee. It's messed up. Yeah. So uh okay. Well I don't I don't I don't know what we're doing next week, but 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 we'll figure it out. <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna follow us, you can do it on our website, www.aaapodcast.com. If you want to throw us a couple bones on there, we give you uh early access to our weekly podcasts. We also do eight extra podcast episodes a month that you can get that no one else gets. So they're just for you. That's true. So we do uh, two after parties, two hentai episodes. We haven't done an after party in a while. We did one last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and two, and they're four all running hobby together. Addicts. And four hobby addicts. We just talked about our favorite movies. Of all our time. favorite movies of all time. Yep. Top five. That was a good so, one. Yeah. So, um, all right, and of course we're on iTunes. You can join our Facebook page, which has hundreds of members. Which hundreds, pretty talkative too. Yeah. So you can join the Facebook group and um, Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/aaa-podcast. Please don't forget, we're also now on Google Play. So for those of you that are on Android that have been using some random like crazy third-party app to, to get our content, you can now just get it from the Google Play Store, right? Yeah, that is right, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And we'll see you guys next week. All right. See you guys. That was like the shortest anime review we've ever done. Yeah. Last week was an hour and five minutes where we raced. This one, we, this week, we stretched. And this week, it was like 20 minutes, and we were, it was too long. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.